Town Council regular meeting for Tuesday, October 13, 2015, to order. And um, there, everyone should have a copy of the, well, all the councilors should have a copy of the agenda. I see we have a, a full house here. That makes me wonder if I read the wrong agenda package. I, I didn't expect such an audience, but anyhow, uh, it's good to see everyone here. Um, so in terms of the agenda, I uh, believe there are a number of additions. Could you yes. perhaps uh, detail those additions? I can see you uh, can you know? Your Worship, if agreeable by Council, we have a number of additions to the agenda. Two items under new business. Uh, water bill information and penalty waiver request. Uh, Chamber of Commerce town hall request. Oh, sorry. Water bill information. Uh, penalty waiver request. In the in the same document. And that would okay. be under new business. <laughs> new business. Uh, another new business item: Chamber of Commerce request for a town hall. And the addition of two legal in-camera items. Okay. And I believe Count, uh, Deputy Mayor Mazur would like to talk about agenda items for this coming uh, Wednesday's Priority and Governance meeting. Is that on here? Or? That's on there all, uh, in okay. already. Yep. Okay, very good. Um, so, yep. So I'll entertain a motion to accept the agenda as amended. Or not to accept the agenda as amended. So is it to accept the agenda as amended, Councillor? Uh, yes, Your Worship, I would put a motion forward to accept the lengthy amendments. I believe there's five of them on total to the agenda. We don't need it. regrets. We don't need to put those qualifiers in the motion, though, do we? I, no, you don't have to. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, all in favor? Um, so there you should have uh, reviewed the minutes of the September 28th regular meeting of council uh, are there and um, can we adopt it or do we need to make any additions deletions clarifications etc <coughs> motion on the table, Your Worship, to accept as presented. To break the silence? To Very break good. You, but keep things moving. <laughs> yes. All in favor of Councillor motion? Passed. Are there any uh, public hearings, um, Ms. Fallon? No. That takes us to presentations. And we have excuse me, the Museum Archives and Mackenzie, and Mackenzie Center uh, will present their five-year strategic plan. 
and I invite Ms. Laura Gore to come up and make that presentation. You can even bring your team up if you want. Okay. <laughs> She's feeling shy. Oh, okay. She's only been here a month. Oh, okay. Um, we, I was also expecting our board chair, uh, Gerald Lungard, who um, may, may arrive mm -hmm. uh, later. Uh, Your Worship, thank you very much for um, just reviewing. We, we brought for information the strategic uh, framework and operational plan that the Museum and Archives undertook uh, last year. And uh, just by way of background, uh, we did a public consultation. We had a focus group. We did an um, online survey with uh, just slightly under 100 respondents. And then we had uh, several um, uh, guided uh, discussions with uh, the board with our volunteers and amongst ourselves as staff and brought the the lengthy it is lengthy I know <laughs> we tried to reduce the, um, the font size even but then we couldn't read it so it's not okay uh, but it is a um, uh, I think we're very pleased with with the results we have um, some good guidance um, we, we took very seriously the community consultation process part of it. Um, and I think that uh, as a staff, what was identified was uh, two, two uh, organizational priorities as being public access. So as much public access to, to the resources that we have at the facility. So that includes not only your collections, but it includes the, the knowledge base of the staff that are there as well. So that, that access comes both in a virtual and in a, um, uh, a hands-on um, exhibit programming um, capacity. The, the virtual or the digital is an area that we have identified in the operational plan as being something that we'd really like to move forward with and have already begun that process. Um, and then the second uh, organizational priority is um, meaningful, long-lasting community engagement. So it's not just a, a one-off uh, partnership, but it's a partnership that will um, be sustainable, that, that either those partners and ourselves will come back to each other on a regular basis, or in a couple of years say, you know, that, that was uh, what we did before, what worked very well for both sides, Let's, let's try doing something else along the same lines or something um, different. So we see those organizational priorities as giving us the capacity to be relevant in the future, today and in the future, and sustainable. So sustainable incorporates not only um, uh, being um, important and vital to the community and a part of community development and growth, but also being uh, fiscally responsible as well. Uh, we have uh, a capacity, a, a decent capacity to earn income, and we try to utilize that as much as possible through donations, grants, um, partnerships, um, our, our museum gift shop, and the heritage services fees that we levy when, when our staff are assisting uh, public members. I guess some of the, um, the trends and the challenges um, are you know, that competition for audience. It, it is um, 
it is something that we are always conscious of, um, and especially in Alberta when we work too much and play too little, uh, people are, are expired at the end of the day, and um, you know, getting them to come back out or to come on weekends to events is, is challenging. So, but we see that as a, as a positive challenge, and so it, it stimulates our, our own creativity. Uh, the demographic, the demographic changes, I think, are uh, very significant. We've got a, a rising population of Aboriginal um, communities. Um, my generation, the baby boomers, were getting older. Um, and I think that people are divesting themselves of their collections, and that kind of brings us to another challenge that we have in that space. Um, I know we don't, uh, we're not on the, the capital um, plans for expansion, so we're trying to be as creative as we can in outsourcing the collection. So we've got a, a collection of Don Holtz rocks up at the airport. I'd like to be able to see maybe that expand more. We have plans to put a, a permanent, a small permanent exhibit in the Athabasca Hall, demonstrating and uh, uh, showing the, the history of the use of that hall as a community and um, theater-based facility. Uh, so just looking at different ways of outsourcing that collection so that we can um, manage with the, the storage and the exhibit shortcomings that we're currently uh, looking at. But our strengths are we're year-round, thanks to your support, um, and that, that makes us unique amongst our neighbors as well. Um, we have credentialed staff. We are a recognized museum and a recognized archives. We have an archives that is um, regional in scope, again, a signature collection. We have exhibits that, um, that distinguish us from our neighbors as well, both with Aboriginal and fur trade. Uh, we have a, a very extensive uh, textiles collection, and then of course the the archives, which is our um, our really our feather in our cap. And we're also um, working quite successfully, I must say, with our neighbors, with our regional neighbors. So we've got Nampa, uh, Saint Isidore, La Cardinal, and ourselves. And we started just last year, starting to meet together, and and now we're meeting uh, quarterly. And already we've engaged in a couple of cooperative projects. So we want to demonstrate to the region that we're working together to preserve and celebrate the region's history. So I would say <coughs> that uh, if you have questions, um, I think that if you look at our, our plan, you'll see how your own strategic um, goals have been addressed as well, um, both the um, Municipal Sustainability Plan, the Municipal Development Plan, and then your uh, Council Strategic Goals. So we can, we can help you achieve, achieve your goals, and that's, that's how it should be, is that um, we should find ways of, of helping you achieve some of those uh, identified um, objectives that you've set out. Sure. <clears throat> Just a second for the councillor's information that the actual strategic plan document is under information item number six. So if you want to reference the actual document, <coughs> thanks. So that's that's just the first page of it. Um, so you see the the town of Peace River's vision, those uh, areas of um, uh, 
under the municipal plan, strategic area of heritage, and then historical resources under the municipal development plan. And then um, we looked at four of your objectives and identified those four that, that we could support and help you achieve. So the development of the Trophy Davis Events Park, um, in creating and inviting downtown, develop outreach strategies with our Aboriginal immigrants and elderly communities, um, construct, refurbish, and arts and culture center. Hello, hello. And the development of incentives to attract businesses and residents downtown. I'd like to introduce our museum board chair, Gerald Lungard. And if you have any questions, you can direct it to <laughs> Thank you, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> so out of, out of, out of this um, operational plan, we develop um, annual work plans. So we take those same categories and give it a, a finer scope on an annual basis. So then we, we measure ourselves <laughs> against uh, the, the work plan, which is then part of that larger operational plan, using the same headings. So the, um, across the province, museums and archives are looking at sustainability through a, a cultural, social, environmental, economic, and health uh, sustainability statements. And uh, that's, those are the, the measurements, I guess um, you could say, is you know, how well are we doing in, that, uh, in those areas? And then identifying whether it's through um, uh, exhibit work, whether it's through children's programming, uh, working with the schools, um, all of those different uh, finer details that are in our work plan. So what's your plan for space? I always love creativity. That's why I asked that question. <laughs> well, <laughs> our, at the moment, um, as I say, we're out outsourcing. So finding where in the, in the community that we can place, uh, so long as we still are adhering to a high standard of care, that's, that's the main um, issue, is being able to care for those objects that have been donated to us um, to keep until the sun blows up. Um, so finding, um, like if you go to the airport now, we've, we've always had a, an exhibit there, but now we've got a uh, recently acquired uh, Don Holt rock and fossil collection. Uh, that's an area that we would really like to see being able to expand at some time, is to look at the natural history. So right now we're doing a, getting ready for a boreal forest exhibit. Uh, again, just res in response to the community's interest in rocks and fossils, the, the environment around us, so we're trying to demonstrate to the community that, um, that, that we have the, the intellectual and the collections capacity to manage those topics. Uh, any other questions of Laura or Sorry, Mr. Lungard? You're saying you, you need an expanded building and where is it going to be? Is that what you're saying? There's no shortage of ideas of where to go. Okay. <laughs> There's an abundance of, of thoughts and wishes, but the practicality is is that um, the community has a lot of 
um, facility priorities right now uh, with very limited means. So that's why we're trying to, um, we, it, our concern is not being able to accept um, some really relevant objects. And, and we know that you and I are going to be divesting ourselves and in some cases there will be some, some real gems that help uh, tell the community's story. So not to be able to accept those objects. And we don't want to be, we're, we're maxed out in our, in our object collection storage room. We have some capacity in the archives, but because um, we had a, um, a facility assessment done last year, professional facility assessment, and that was uh, the main recommendation was to identify a permanent collections position, which thank you very much you did, and Laura Love is in the audience with us from Ontario, um, and also to uh, expand space. So at, when that assessment was done, um, he looked, Simon looked at the, um, both the NAR and the Athabasca Hall. So if we had um, at some point some capacity to, to utilize both of those facilities um, with the idea of um, exhibit space. So I'm going to ask you a question not related to the annual work plan. Um, so last year we talked about the uh, uh, residents of Peace River and, and surrounding area that had enlisted in, in the uh, Canadian Armed Forces, particularly for World War One, Two, and the Korean War. Um, and there was some question about people's lists seemed to differ. Our list differed very uh, substantially, well, significantly, I would say, with the one that the Salvation Army had, so on and so forth. So have we done any more work in firming up those, those names? I was, uh, at a recent conference, I was talking to uh, one of the executive directors of the Military Museum in Calgary and, and asked him, how does he, because what our, um, where the differences were was, do you, do you just list those people who signed up at Peace River or Peace River Crossing? Or, which would mean then that you wouldn't include somebody like the Finisters. So families that came uh, right after the war um, and established and have established themselves here for three generations or or do you do you, do you set a, a rigid requirement of who's going to be on that honor roll or do you just do you take all of those people that um, in fact did contribute to both the all three wars and list them and his recommendation was take them all because there's there's personal offense that's taken if if a name isn't included. Well, I, I understand that, uh, but we we uh, we've sort of um, informally talked to CN, and they they put some money towards the 12 foot Davis Park. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you probably know, that on the 12 foot Davis Park, we're looking to um, take out those what they call Jersey barriers, barriers and put some nice stone work. Um, and they seemed uh, very interested in putting more money into that park, particularly if we could take some of that stonework and engrave the 
names of our fallen on there. Uh, but well, there's probably only so many stones <laughs> to get around. So um, uh, that's why I'm kind of interested in firming up that list. And uh, and of course, November 11th is coming around very quickly here. And uh, it'd be kind of nice to uh, have a, a list that that I might read out that doesn't differ from the Salvation Army's list or the well, Air Force list. Well, the list who died in action, that's that's very definitive, okay. and that's easy to... Oh, okay. Yep. yep. It's just those who enlisted. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. no, that would be easy to, um, to firm up. Okay. But, uh, getting back to your annual plan, are there any, any other questions of Laura? Or Mr. Lungard. Well, I'd just like to be able to say thank you to our, our board. Our uh, board is an advisory board, as you know, and um, they, they take their role seriously. And I think that as representatives of, of the region, actually, not just the community, um, we've always had a regional representation, which I think um, speaks to the interest that people have in, in the region's history as a whole. And uh, we've been very fortunate with the people and the skill set that they bring to that table, the diversity of skills that they bring uh, to the board table. So thank you. But your number one priority is space. Is that what I heard? Yes. Okay. We all remember that come budget time. <laughs> right. Okay. Thank you, Ms. Moore and Mr. Buckgarden. So uh, the next uh, presentation on the agenda is Community Services <coughs> Department Chair, and I'd like to welcome Mr. Derek Backer. Thank you. Um, so normally this would be a, a report presented. Press your button. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Quite often this would be a, a report presented by the uh, councillor on, on the committee and for various reasons we've been un unable to have Warren uh, come to our last couple committees so I'm just pleased to provide a little bit of an update because there's a bit of a, a lag time in between when we, would, when we would publish our official minutes and then when you folks would see them. So. Um, Rather than rehash the entire meeting, I thought there were uh, three pertinent items that we discussed for uh, Council's uh, consideration. Um, one was in relation to the budget and the additional FCSS funding uh, that the uh, province has provided in, or committed to provide it in, uh, in their upcoming budget. So that amount uh, in the sum of around $11,000 um, was subject to discussion by the Community Services Board and uh, the initial proposal brought forward by um, uh, Tanya that the department was planning was that, that essentially that $11,000 would be put into general revenue because the town was already exceeding its um, commitments under the 80-20 funding formula. Um, Following sort of a, uh, an extensive discussion on this, uh, the, the board felt that, that it would probably be more appropriate to 
maintain the intent and, and direct that $11,000 towards uh, FCSS programming. And uh, in talking with the department, there was not a, a, a great capacity to deliver that per se in-house. So there wasn't really a, a sense that that 11000 could go to directly town-delivered programs, but it was felt that, that if that funding was uh, was put towards uh, the grants to this program that would be would be well utilized in the community. Um, so the FCSS grants groups program is uh, fairly often oversubscribed so there's more demand than need and uh, the uh, quality of the organizations using that funding uh, we think merits the, uh, the additional increase. So. Um, there was an official motion put forward from the board, and of course we're an advisory board, so that's our role. And uh, you'll see that motion coming forward in the next approved minutes, I, I suspect. Um, the second item we discussed uh, more or less at length was the uh, Summer Winter Youth Games. Uh, so Council had uh, directed Community Services to apply uh, to the province, I guess, to submit an application for uh, summer or winter youth games. Um, the board, in in large part, felt that sometimes these proposals can be uh, perhaps uh, <laughs> I I don't know how to say this other than more work than they're worth. Um, so it wasn't. It's not, it's not entirely uh, apparent how clear the benefit stream is from uh, these youth games to the community in terms of uh, whether you're talking economic spin-off, legacy projects. Um, the, we, the board was, um, I guess, split just on how, how effective these, these games were at delivering uh, those sorts of benefits back to the community. So. There was sort of an appetite for if you're going to go for these types of events, then try to go for something very significant, uh, something big like uh, the Arct Arctic Winter Games was brought up as something that could could really profile the region. Um, that said, again, it's a uh, there's capacity issues um, delivering that internally. Um, it was felt with there might still be. Um, legacy from the last summer games in terms of organizational capacity that could be tapped into. So um, I, I just bring that up as a discussion points for further considerations. But at the end of the day, the council did, or the uh, community services board did appoint a, a, a member to, to that committee looking at the games. So uh, we're, we're definitely committed to, uh, to looking at that at the option and seeing what, what can work. Um, the third item and the last one I'll bring up is uh, under our, our board structure we are authorized under the bylaw to strike subcommittees and uh, we've chosen to uh, kind of move forward with the trails subcommittee um, and I have the draft terms of reference I'm not sure what the appropriate protocol is to distribute that but it'll it'll come to you folks when the formal minutes arrive. Um, essentially the the need for a subcommittee was sort of to allow for focused uh, attention to issues. We can only obviously address so much in a once a month 
uh, community services board meeting. And uh, kind of the the highlights of that committee, we would be sort of a working a working committee focused on on inventorying trails, um, going over the uh, the overall objectives in the parks and trails plan, seeing if that needs to be modified at this point. So it was out in 2011, and it's now 2015. Um, and developing sort of a long-range work plan for how to achieve those objectives. So, you know, we're well aware of one of the town's primary uh, priorities on trails is to is to get out to Shaftesbury, and I think that's um, something that's not disputed at all. Um, uh, we we certainly bring this to council for input for feedback. Um, there is a spot a provision in there that says should the council wish to, they can appoint a council member as an advisory uh, member to the to the task team. It's a subcommittee, but it's more of a task team type orientation. Um, and then, I guess the other thing we would be looking for from council and administration is is a member of administration to uh, to sit on that subcommittee. Um, I think uh, I'll quite simply leave it at that, and if there's any questions, um, certainly take those. Uh, I have a question for Tanya Bell. So we have a trails and parks plan, and it was put out in 2012, it's 2015, but um, how, how much of it has been accomplished? I got the sense that about 50% has been accomplished. Um, in actual fact, probably closer to 25%. Okay. So we were behind when the plan was published. Oh, it was the spring, May of 2011, I believe, if I'm going off of memory here. Um, so we were behind a full year right off the bat because we weren't able to implement any of the 2011 activities, so we were a year behind. So we're trying to catch up. And with Council's commitment of 100000 from this year's budget, uh, 50000 last year, and we're proposing for the commitment of 100000 next year, we should be able to accomplish some of the maintenance items on the pace trail. We're completing quite a, a large trunk on the south end. So that should get us closer to catching up to where we should be at for 2016. So yeah. that's actually where my question is yeah. going. So why would we want to create a, or have community services uh, advisory board create another subcommittee when we're a little still, behind? When we're, yeah. when we're a lot behind, is yeah. what you're saying, 75% behind. Yeah. We do want Shaftesbury. Shaftesbury estates to be connected with lower west peace so shouldn't the efforts be let's focus on in on on executing the the old plan before we start going on to phase two i think it's twofold is to engage the community back in that plan again because we are behind we can engage them to assist us in um, getting the plan to move forward um, there's a lot of existing informal trails that uh, our board chair, for example, has been a part of uh, assisting us to develop. So we see this as a potential to give the town um, an assistance with the workforce component of it, ensuring that we're on the right track, no pun intended, or maybe slightly intended. Um, 
that we can complete these projects. The Shaftesbury Trail project is going to be a high-level project. That's going to require engineering, and that's what we propose for that. Mm. So this particular group will be aware of it, we'll have discussions about it, but we'll be focusing their energies on the other components of the plan. Yeah, the well, the Trails and Parks plan uh, largely focused on paved trails yeah. um, within the community. Yeah. And you know there's a lot of existing recreational <laughs> trails that don't really fit that That's classification. Right. Um, and I would also counter and say that 25% uh, is probably maybe the maximum that they've achieved on, on the trails and things. So we haven't, uh, there was, in the Parks and Trails plan, there was a lot of new trail development, and, and I can't think of really anything that's happened since 2011. So, that's correct. So there's been some maintenance activities for sure, but in terms of the actual on-the-ground new trail development, there's... Uh, hasn't been a lot in the past few years, so. Your Worship, uh, just a question for administration. Uh, we received FCS dollars from at least two of our rural neighbors. Uh, yes. Any indication from them as to how uh, they see their funds um, being split with us in the future? Is that too early to tell? Uh, at this point, we haven't received notice. However, um, one of the municipalities is in the, their intermunicipal agreement, so we may have to have a discussion on that agreement um, because it's specific in that intermunicipal agreement based on the, the rate that it was at that time that it was developed. So we're not sure where that one will go. The other community, there was a clause in that agreement which was a separate agreement specifically for FCSS dollars. Um, that there would be an adjustment based on uh, the, what the province would provide to them. So I would assume that we should hear some notice from them that there would be an adjustment. However, we haven't received notice yet, so um, until such time we get formal notice, we're mm -hmm. focusing on what we do have from the province. But it was a 10% across the province. I have just one question for, for Derek. In terms of the trail subcommittee, do you see that group trying to engage volunteers to do stuff? Or is it like some of the, I guess it depends what the trails, if it's going to be a paved trail, that's very difficult for volunteers. But if, it, if these are rustic trails, the Appalachian Trail was built largely by volunteers. So Yeah, I think the subcommittee would be, um, uh, well, it would be originated more as a planning uh, type uh, body. Uh, there's a, in, within the draft terms of reference, there's an end date to it, so um, it's sort of a, a project-based subcommittee, and then uh, we can see where it would, would perhaps go from there. But one of, the, one of the things the subcommittee would look at is alternate funding options or arrangements, so volunteer participation, um, you know, what sort of grants are out there, how have other communities sort of funded these projects, so yeah. So, Mr. Mayor, I'd just like to say compliments to the committee for uh, coming up with this idea. And um, I think the uh, subcommittee or the ad hoc committee can really lend itself to future planning and maybe some tweaks on the present plan that lend themselves <coughs> to different kinds of trails, as was mentioned. Um, things have happened since 2011, so it's timely, maybe. Thank you. 
Any closing remarks, Mr. Baker? Um, just, uh, just thank you, and I appreciate all your time. Great. Uh, it's uh, very appreciated. Thank you. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Um, are there any bylaws to be presented, Ms. Fallon? Nope. Um, I don't see any unfinished business, which is good to see. That takes us to new business. So there's a request for a decision slash a request for decision for support for the Peace Regional Air Show, and I believe we. Do we have two individuals to that wish to make a presentation on that, or? I believe Ben Roach is here, and Vicky. Yeah. You can just speak into the microphone and maybe state your name and. Who you represent or your position, and just for the record. Hey, hi everyone. My name is Vicky LaFrancois. Um, it's been a year I haven't been here, so <laughs> nice to see everyone. Um, now I'm the now the president of the Peace Regional Air Show Association. Um, we are planning on having a show next year. Um, this is the first step, I guess, is to just um, request to the town. Um, I guess I'm here. I'm Roach. I'm a committee member. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm here to ask uh, basically for the use of the Channel Peace River Airport uh, so we can actually host an air show in 2016. The exact dates are in the request, which are July 16 and 17. Um, that's a Saturday and a Sunday. Um, I believe everybody received this. Um, so I'm here to ask for that and some help with this airport stuff. So really more to access the airport than anything else. I'm trying to reduce as much as possible the, <laughs> like your involvement so we take care of organize everything that we are actually in charge and ready for the next show so the town has minimal to do um, but obviously really important to involve so we're here to ask for you. Uh, for the upper views, airport use. Sorry for my Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, we've uh, we've got the package from our our staff. Um, I think I don't think we'll be able to make a decision today. I think this needs quite a bit of discussion because uh, there are certain. Uh, um, well, we have a. Uh, a client that uh, comes in on a pretty regular basis, and I understand that, uh, which is Shell. And um, from what the staff put in here, the uh, your show is scheduled to peak to coincide with the peak Shell passenger loads with B737s and. Um, and also, since the last time you you uh, were here, we we're in uh, we we're in a program called Safety Management System Program, and uh, we need that certification to maintain our uh, mm -hmm. our airport status. So, uh, so I think there's quite a bit of discussion that needs to go, 
be uh, be uh, worked out here. But Mr. Needham has would, some comments. Would you accept a couple of questions? Of course. Uh, you, uh, you're done with your presentation. Well, well, yeah, I guess. Okay. Oh, I, well, I, I read I read the the, the note that staff uh, presented. So just help me. Uh, so uh, the Snowbirds have not announced their schedule. At least it's not on Mr. Google. So you determine some dates. How how did you pick those dates? Um, I apply right after the other show because you have to do it two years in advance. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm familiar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So right. also well, ideas work. apply to you in advance. You have until. December 21st sure. to do that. I, I've got a couple, okay, fair enough. Uh, a couple more questions, but maybe just so you know who Colin Needham is. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I'm an air show guy. I've okay. been to Oshkosh, I've been yeah. to Arlington, yeah. I've been to Moose Jaw, I've been to White Court last year, and I've been to Peace River, and I was okay. part of the organizing committee. So uh, I'm very cautious of my questions, uh, so please uh, allow me some room. Um, I, I look at this. Uh, and first of all, um, great on the volunteers for picking up the challenge, and I understand the importance of linking it to the so-called free tour that, of the snowbirds, but I must say I don't see anything free about the snowbirds these days, and as a matter of fact, they, they've always sort of raised the hair on the back of my head in terms of um, some of the demands that they've made. But I look at the regulations, um, I look at the costs, um, and again, I'll come back to the volunteer base and, you know, uh, great that you guys want to tackle this, but does this not scare the hell out of you? Because because well, yeah. I, I look at the cost and who's taking the risk, and I look at the buildings not available, the taxiway is not available. You're not going to have public vehicles. You're going to bus people from Peace River. Mm -hmm. You got weather dependencies, yeah. um, and the, and then you need to volunteer. You got to you got to have a volunteer base. Mm -hmm. So none of that stuff is is a deterrent to you. Uh, if I may use. Please. If you could just use your microphone, I've got a bad ear. Sorry, I was the Snowbird's point of contact for the last air show. Um, so certainly I'm well aware that they are hard work. Uh, they're very demanding, um, but we have support again um, with some firm sponsors. Um, and one of the sponsors is one of the hotels here, and they can assist in accommodating the Snowbirds as well. So we can reduce um, a lot of requirements. Although I'm sure that you're referring more to their require their request and requirements upon the uh, the airport itself. Um, but with that, uh, we've made great strides in. We have a core volunteer base that we had at the previous airship, and we've built upon that. And we're increasing our community engagement with getting other community services involved and volunteers involved throughout that. Um, certainly, there's some workshops that are coming up that the airship is going to be a part of with volunteer recruitment in town. Um, so we're building upon what we had available last year, in addition to what we already had. Um, with regards to such as the buses, um, one of the major uh, problems that the airshow had last time was the fact that we had people on the highway. So the only way that we can see to prevent that issue um, is to prevent parking completely, have separate areas set up through sponsorship who we're in discussions with at the moment who have availability for parking and to bus people in, so there's payment done at that point. Um, so all that happens at the airpoint is that people get dropped off and taken away. So we've certainly, uh, and in dealing with the town as well, um, there was lots of feedback from the town from the last show, so we tried to accommodate problems that were notified to us and that certainly we saw. Uh, where it is very scary, but any grand show is. Uh, we're very uh, lucky to have the president who was with the last air show, very well organized, and 
got our sponsorship underway and we have some firm sponsors already. Uh, so we are on track with building the support, um, taking care of the technical details that at first sight did scare the hell out of us from the Well, if I may, Your Worship. Yeah, continue on. So it, good to know that you've thought through some of these things. Uh, certainly feeling better, but this is Peace River, and I, I can guarantee you that on the air show day that mom and pop will get in their car and drive to the airport or Grimshaw and 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 the problem will be the problem but it, it sounds as though you're you're working ahead so let me come back to the debt uh, and just uh, refresh my memory uh, two years ago you came before council I believe and I'm uh, just allowing me to, to it seems to me the debt was around twelve thousand dollars and I think we offered uh, a third in terms of repayment so um, again, just to be the, grin the Grinch in this crowd, so you lost money two years ago. The bar is higher, the risk is higher, uh, you got a great volunteer base, sounds like you got some things there, but what makes you think you're going to make any money? Because I, I don't want to pay $30,000, $40,000 out of the jeans of the taxpayers of Peace River. I don't, I don't want you coming back here asking for us to split another, another defense. So what, what what, what are you doing in that department? Are you going to charge more? Are you going to charge less? Uh, I know you can't control the there weather, are, but... Sorry. There are different marketing techniques we have not applied the last time. That we're fully aware that we're super late when we try to gather money. So this time we're taking it early. We are also going to be advertising earlier, pre-sales. Actually, We're going to actually be pushing the sales this time. And I just hope people will show up. Uh, the last thing wasn't so much data problem, it was also that some unaware expenses that came up and then this time every penny is counted and we're planning on having the show with the money before the show so when it comes to the show itself, the money is already paid up. so we're not into the same situation the last time. The idea of this show is to actually start, not tradition, but what I'm trying to get is a good biannual event that's going to happen and I'll just um, I'm just trying to get something going on in Peace River. So, so I want it to be every two years. <laughs> so we have to start somewhere, and it's always hard to start something. Mostly to restart something, something it looks like it's been failure, and then people are like negative view of it. The idea is to start fresh, have something new and ambitious going on here in Peace River. From an outside point of view. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to answer any questions here. Do you have any more questions? No, that, that's fine. I guess, again, please don't uh, misconstrue my questions. This, I, I look at the bar, um, and uh, it's, it's a high bar. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, when you're asking the town to participate in forgiving uh, this amount of money, uh, when we did this two years ago, and what's different? Well, the only thing that's different is the bar is higher, and there's more demands from uh, NAV Canada and from the Snowbirds and uh, from the town of Peace yeah. River, who's managing the airport. Uh, mm -hmm. So it, it, it just gets to a point where, uh, is there a market for this here? Uh, I know Grand Prairie, you won't put an air show on at Grand Prairie. Right. Actually, uh, now we have even more people that can come to so well, <laughs> that's, an, that's, an, that's an excellent comeback. You, you, you get 10 out of 10 for that. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's you know, it's it's the. Uh, I'm not too worried about actually having people coming to our show. I'm just on the chef and we both just part one. And I, it starts here. It starts at the town, obviously, because you're the main 
obviously sponsored. Okay, don't have you guys. I'm not having it. Um, but if I can start somewhere and a goal is a bit far from there, then let me just show you what we can do. <laughs> we can okay. do this. So one final question. Uh, yes. So back to the dates again. In yes. actual fact, we don't really, is it fair to say you don't know the dates? Because the snowbirds are the ones no. who control the dates. Now here's the other thing. If there's snowbirds, we believe that we don't necessarily need the snowbirds to make the show. People mm -hmm. want a show. Uh, snowbirds are a big one. They haven't declined. They accepted a change of dates. Uh, obviously, it's not confirmed until they have a schedule out. But if they don't come, we, we just have to put up some really cool uh, pilots to come in. There's some nice plays, some just a nice show. And we just got to put up with that. I mean, it's, if they are coming, the date is what I need. So the 16, 17, those are the dates. Whatever happens from there, we're going to plan on it. Those are the dates. So I'm not, because they can come that weekend. If they can come on those days, they just won't be able to come at all. So I so, uh, just want to. I know that you're in the lineup, the next person in the lineup, but so um, the 16th, 17th, I forget my question. Go ahead, Deputy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you've, um, you're providing us with some numbers for uh, a request for a gift in kind. Do you have a, a total budget with expected? Mm -hmm. It's going to cost us $250,000. And giving kind cash donation, <coughs> whatever time it's involving, or yes. just flies yes. or whatnot. Are you are you able to provide that budget to yeah. us as well? I can just send it to um, anyone right now. Yeah. And um, you have a, a timeline that you need to, I guess, follow in order to say yes, we're going ahead, or no, we're not going ahead. Yeah. Um, is that timeline uh, like a month from now, or is it? Uh, it was last month, really. Oh. Okay. <laughs> So the better, the better. That's, that's getting me a chance to actually gather everything from time. The more it's delayed, the more I'm delayed. So, um, so my question was going to be: Have you talked to the other municipalities? So, uh, County of Northern no, Lights, County, Northern Lights, Mining, and all that. Yeah. Uh, this is in my plan to do before okay. the end of the month, so I can see them all as well as well in the next month. But they're not the other one I'm targeting for help, obviously. I'm targeting a whole bunch of people. <laughs> right. Well, I, that's good that you're going there because certainly uh, we're encouraging mm -hmm. the other municipalities to uh, take uh, owner to help mm -hmm. to take ownership of the airport along with us. So this is a decision that uh, I don't think that we alone can make anymore. Um, I know the air. We we haven't quite uh, got to the point where we've. We've convinced these other municipalities to sign on a dotted line, but uh, we're hopeful. So we may, they, they, they would be a little perturbed, I think, if we made this decision tonight without their input. So Not it's good sure. that you're going uh, mm -hmm. to these other other communities. So is Grimshaw also on that list? Yeah, everyone. Okay. I'm targeting everyone on that. I'm taking the map and I'm taking everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I forget someone, sorry, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> Uh, yes, go ahead, I saw your sponsorship packages come out approximately, I'm going to say a month and a half ago. More than that, but Two months ago. Yes. Uh, my question is, how many of those packages have you sold to date? And what values have you sold as far as the, the actual cash sponsorships? Uh, 
Actually, cash. Um, I, th I think your your top one was twenty five thousand. Am I correct? Twenty. Twenty. Yeah, I have an early bird package. Um, twenty. Um, I have. Yeah, I have about five tentative. I have no amount, but I know they will be providing, and I have a gold sponsor already confirmed. I just waiting for the money coming to my bank. And I also have, it's not cash donation, <laughs> cash donation, I have already the storage uh, going into a uh, platinum sponsorship with us. Okay. And um, um, now can I know if you see that they're already on board, that since the first time I emailed them, they, they said yes, whatever, we just discussed it when it comes. Um, can I name everyone? But um, I'm meeting with Shell, actually, this week, I'm excited. Oh, great. So I'm already on board with that, so. Certainly, the approach to Shell being nation-driven to the approach mm -hmm. of the airport there, the of it, um, are they so did you see the agenda package that our uh, our staff put together that was on the uh, on the internet probably not not we should we should send that to Vicky and Ben, and uh, that'll just give them a little more information to address some of the concerns that administration has. My understanding, Vicky, is um, what was put together in this document was based on a meeting that you had with uh, two yeah two meetings that you had with airport staff and uh, oh. the acting CAO. appreciate you coming here and, and talking about your plans and uh, uh, despite some of the questions you may have heard I think that as a whole we're very supportive of this I think it, it helps uh, it helps promote the area and uh, might even recruit a few people to fly F-17s in the future or something <laughs> <laughs> or what, what's, or is it the F-35 that we're going to see if 18 That's who wins next week. <laughs> I just want to also say that going forward with this initiative, with this air show, I don't want to just make it as a show, obviously. I want to make sure that I can involve the community as with volunteers and also be able to give back to the community cash-wise, I guess, to different uh, child foundations. I'm really, it's a, this is a, let's say, a family event, so I'm trying to give back to families back into the area. Right. Just one more question. When did you change the date uh, from the second weekend to July to the, the third weekend? Meeting, the last meeting? Yeah. If I could just answer 
Um, second, the previous discussions um, it was made, um, we were made aware that there was a significant strain on the town and the resources available, um, having such things as the East Fest and the air show on separate dates. Um, so we did then go back from there. We changed the dates for the air show so that it didn't um, coincide, um, sort of limited the competition between the air show and East Fest um, to enable resources to um, be spread as they needed to be. Um, we did go back, the Snowbirds did um, approve us changing the dates for their consideration, and uh, like Vicky said here, it's not totally dependent upon the Snowbirds that we're looking for. Um, we still apply for a lot of military personnel as well. Um, not only military personnel, but military recruitment and that kind of thing as well. So not only is it uh, the demonstration of the military, but also a recruitment opportunity for them as well. And such things as the Royal Canadian Legion, and the air cadets here, we're looking to get those involved. Right. And don't forget to talk to our local chamber of commerce. Maybe they'd like to sponsor. Yeah, that's in my plan. I have a actually I have a Discovery Channel making up a clip for us. They were oh. at their last air show with oh, that okay. TV show going on, air show, TV show. Oh. And I asked them, they filmed. They went up for t two days, right? So I said, you know what? Just give me a little clip, and they're actually making me one. Okay, as long as it wasn't for that air repo show. So <laughs> 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 uh, no, so uh, that's the one actually, yeah, my plan was to go and present it to the Chamber of Commerce. So okay. No, so I'm quite excited to see what they come up with. Okay. Thanks, Ben and Vicky. Okay. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you made that quite clear that you're not afraid. <laughs> Good. Um, the next item uh, are the uh, it's echo power change of scope for fire hall number one. Uh, mechanical and electrical updates. Now there were two. Uh, there was two uh, PDFs here, but I think they're both the same, right? Yeah. Okay. Just highlighting the importance of this RFP. Stephen Council, so basically the issue here is that uh, with the fire hall uh, number one downtown uh, renovations, the mechanical and electrical renovations that are going on, um, there were some engineering studies done and whatnot. Um, and when it came to fruition, ATCO had changed their scope um, for uh, unknown reasons, but they changed their scope from a pole mounted transformer to a ground mounted unit which requires uh, some extra trenching costs from the transformer that they'll be locating in the, in the back uh, parking lot of the fire hall to the building itself. So the original scope was them putting the transformers on the pole and then just running line across. So basically the cost change now has to do with that, that uh, change from pole mounted to ground mounted um, uh, transformers. So as you can go through the budget there, um, they're looking at for costs through 19,000. Uh, we had budgeted 352,000 uh, in the capital budget. The contract for AGS is the mechanical contractor, 320. Um, our our uh, engineering company that's overseeing the works, 18,000. And 14,000, um, subtract the, the, the current funds required with just a shortfall of $4,800. So we have options to take it out of uh, unused MSI funds or basically uh, use some funds out of the fire reserve. So it's council's discretion where to, to go with that. It's our uh, recommendation that we use some uh, West Hill Hall 
on you. We're not going to be using a lot of that MSI this year, so. It's basically so, an MSI project, so it would just be a top-up to the project. So this thing was underway, they had a contract, and then actually changed their scope? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they didn't actually have a contract with ADCO till the end. It was some estimates done originally, so that things changed when they went ADCO. I must have done some fine looking at things. So the actual the actual infrastructure that ADCO is putting in is free of charge, so we're missing the bullet on that one. That's an $80,000 hit, so we're missing that one. Um, they'll recover it in utility charges later, uh, but yes. So you got no no take from them as why they changed from overhead to ground mount? Just when the contract came in, it was this is the way it is. Um, there was a different engineering firm to begin with, and then an engineering engineering firm took over from that. So I don't know if there was a loss in translation there. Don't really have an, uh, an answer from ATCO as to why they just when they looked at it, it actually requires this. So the um, company that's doing this work, um, can they be responsible for the extra part to complete the job? No, it's, it's ATCO that's doing all the work. So <coughs> it's ATCO that said one thing and has changed their mind. Pretty hard to hold them responsible. Any further questions? So, what's the relative uh, difference in terms of where where the funds actually come from? Like, is it all MSI ultimate MSI funding there? Yeah. Well. Then it's MSI funding, so you could keep MSI funding and just uh, take it for fire reserve. And then when you look at the budget and look at the reserves, you can you could put MSI funding in to the fire reserve later. Too. No, it has to be no. attached to the project. Yeah. We'd actually just have to go back to the province and adjust the budget of this project because it was MSI funded project. Um, and we would just adjust the budget from the fire hall land project and increase the budget on this particular project. So it would just be a transfer of um, MSI allocated funds from one project to another. Seeing that everybody else has got a question, I, I presume this work is done. Is that, no, I just, I see some AGS trucks. So they're in the process of doing the, the mechanical upgrade. So the, the electrical work has not been done, but it's integral to the rest of it. Thanks. So if I could ask administration then, so the $4,882, are you saying this is extra money we would take from MMSI or it's equal in the end? It, it comes out in the wash. So our MSI allotment doesn't change. It's just a movement from one project to another. And the other project being? Uh, fire hall. Purchase of fire hall. Land. land. Yeah. There was MSI allotment there that has been allocated in the capital 
budget, the existing 2015 capital budget. Okay. I, I guess, uh, if I may, uh, Lance, the, the question I didn't ask, but I was thinking out loud, so I'm just reading the credit. So they've given us a credit for the, the mast. I presume that's the mast on the existing building. Okay. Yeah, that would be the cost that they were talking about just running from the pole. Right. So, so our our part is from the transformer to the building, so that was the $1,800 they had budgeted for string and line between the, the, uh, the pole and the building. So now we're, we're basically changed the scope from hanging it to trenching it. And if, if we were to go back to them and say, we, we like the hanging option better because uh, we have budget issues, that just opens up another can of worms, I presume? Yeah, because the line's already on the ground. Yeah, and you probably want the line underneath the ground anyhow. So, Mr. Mayor, I would uh, move that um, administration proceed with the costs and use the $4,882 from the West Hill Fire Hall Land Purchase MSI funds for this project. Okay, all in favor? Opposed? Passed unanimously. Okay, next item. Thank you very much. Which is um, next item is a, not, again a request for decision respecting the communications plan. And Mr. Dietrich left the room. I think he'll be right back. <laughs> he took the wrong moment to. Uh, yeah, he, need, the room. he needs to read the communication plan more carefully. <laughs> he should have communicated that. <laughs> <laughs> if he was here, I would have. It's kind of fun to have Andrew on that since they're already here and ready. Absolutely. Oh, oh funny. I'm heading so over the track to do I, some trenching. Actually, no, what we're going to do, road. Adam, we're going to uh, just put you, uh, we're going to bench you. <laughs> and we're going to allow Northeast Housing to say their, say their bit. Don't, don't, we're, we're, you know, I'm just, uh, <laughs> We're just trying to grow you as a player, that's all. Okay. <laughs> Unless these guys want to wait and see our communications plan. They might learn a few things. First off, we sure like to thank uh, the town of Peace River for uh, allowing us to come and meet with you to discuss these issues and uh, uh, Richard take it from there. So maybe I could just get you, Mr. Dallin, to read your name into the record. I'm uh, Doug Dallin, uh, Chair of North Peace Housing. And I'm, I'm Richard Valiser, I'm the Executive Director of North Peace Housing Foundation. So we're here before Council to request uh, <coughs> consideration of Council in waiving the security requirement uh, for the infrastructure development on our West, uh, West Hill project. Um, we believe that uh, we are an atypical uh, developer. Where we are, uh, we, the, the board is, is comprised of, uh, of members from 12 municipalities in the region. So the support uh, will always be there for a development that's done in any one of those member municipalities. So. Um, there's a couple other issues that uh, uh, 
um, were not in uh, Alicia's uh, uh, background presentation. Just a couple other things I wanted to bring to your attention. Uh, under the terms of the contract, uh, WSP Canada has put in a two-year warranty period into that contract, so the, the contractor is required to um, remediate any deficiencies through that two-year period, and that was purposely done because that is not a Peace River's requirement for that. Um, 15% of the estimated $2.2 million cost of that infrastructure is $330,000. So certainly for us to come up with even the 15% is, uh, could be uh, a bit of a stretch, but uh, we could do it. Um, we would need to borrow that money if we had to, and um, we would need to do that at about 4%. So our current agreements with the municipalities that we are borrowing money from is at 4% interest and uh, we could probably get a GIC maybe at 1% at best. So about a 3% interest uh, uh, attached to that borrow. So that comes out to $9,900 per year. And I know that staging would certainly help that as, uh, as parts of the project were uh, completed, we would be able to be released from some of that security so we could use that money for, other, for the next stage. Uh, so that would definitely help us. Um, any additional deficits that uh, we incur will go down to the municipal tax base. So we would requisition for that $9,900 in, in interest cost. Uh, that would be paid to the municipalities that lend us the money, but the, the others would be paying that interest charge. So and that would include the town of Peace River taxpayers as well. So uh, that's just something else to consider. Uh, WSP is contracted throughout the whole uh, the whole construction period to provide on-site inspections and uh, soil testing, and that's to ensure that uh, the, the work is maintained to uh, the quality standards uh, that are expected, and to ensure that the ground is compacted to the proper densities. Um, so that that in itself removes uh, some of the risks attached with this project. Um, we are a public body that has been in business for 55 years uh, and been in the town of Peace River for probably 40 of those years. Um, so the town should be uh, relatively assured that we won't be uh, leaving the town or going anywhere. So we, we will fulfill our obligations and will remedy any of these deficiencies through the enforcement of the contract. and. Um, if there's any issues with that, uh, we'll seek other other means to to, uh, to remedy those deficiencies. And uh, finally, I, I just wanted to say that the mandate of the foundation is to provide affordable housing options for seniors and families in the area. So, any help that our municipal partners can give us uh, to reduce our costs and our deficits help us maintain affordability for the people that we're serving. So, uh, Peace River, the town is a is a huge player in that. We have a, uh, uh, probably the majority of all of our housing units are located in the town of Peace River. And these developments that we are proposing on the West Hill, uh, they, they have the potential to, to offer the town of Peace River taxpayers uh, uh, some assessment and uh, some growth within the community, which uh, <coughs> 
potentially could assist in maintenance of, uh, of town services. So um, we project that the total all-in costs of all of the development on that parcel will be somewhere near $60 million if, if, uh, see if, if the uh, doctor's clinic is also built there. So um, some of that is exempt from taxes. Any uh, supportive living facilities uh, would be exempt, so that maybe is about half of it, but the rest of it is taxable assessment. So uh, there's significant benefit to our development to the town of the taxpayers. Mr. Needham, you're on the you are representative on the North Peace Housing Foundation board. Do you want to add anything to well, Mr. Lisa's remarks? Uh, yes, thank you for the floor, Your Worship. I, I, yes, I am your representative, and I'm, I'm prepared to put a motion on the floor. But uh, if you would allow me just a minute or two to speak, uh, certainly uh, council is quite aware of that West Hill development project, and as was mentioned, it's forecasted at 50 to 60 million dollars worth of development so lots of potential projects up there and of course uh, we're, we're running out of uh, there's always critical times and critical dates and uh, the weather is upon us so we're moving some dirt up there right now uh, this this landscaping uh, work is in anticipation that we could move forward in the spring with um, some successful contractors and if we've got a number of things in play but the point I wanted to make is that it's important that we move this ahead. Uh, hopefully there'll be a medical clinic uh, built sometime. Obviously the Rotary House is in that same uh, parcel of land. So again, uh, this, uh, this security business and the developer's agreement, we need to get by this so that we can uh, get on with that development. I guess the other point I would make is that, you know, we're certainly in a bit of a downturn from a local, from the economy perspective. So. It's great that local government is able to pick up uh, an affordable housing project such as this. We're going to be putting people to work, uh, so I, I think it's I think it's a, a great a great opportunity. Uh, as far as risk to the town of Peace River, I, again I would just emphasize that North Peace Housing is an organization that it's it's our organization. We are a member of it. Um, the contractor has provided a letter, as it was mentioned, WSP that they would guarantee the. Uh, the two-year security period for any deficiencies. So I, I'm not clear that there's any risk to the town of Peace River, um, and if there is, I'm confident that North Peace Housing would uh, would cover off any of those deficiencies. I, I guess the other thing I would just mention, as far as our whole development is concerned in North Peace Housing, um, we were asked, when I say we, I'm speaking with my North Peace Housing hat on, we were, we were asked to meet requirements on green space, and we did. We were asked to meet geotechnical requirements on a, on a building, and we did. Uh, we will be paying off-site levies. Uh, so I, I think we've come a long ways from, in terms of, of, uh, of making a commitment, and I would certainly like to see the town of Peace River uh, step up and, and waive the security deposit. Uh, I, I do have a motion, and if it's appropriate, I'll put it on the floor. If not, I'll uh, wait for other questions. Well, you can put it on the floor and focus discussion. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks again. So, uh, Councilor Needham's uh, motion will read as follows. Council Needham's motion is to waive the security requirement of all components of municipal improvements of the North Peace Housing Foundation's Westview Development Plan upon receipt of a letter from North Peace Housing accepting responsibility 
for the remediation of any deficiencies during the two-year warranty period. And I can uh, send that to our recording secretary uh, if she wasn't able to keep up to me. <laughs> or I can restate it. Okay. Uh, questions? <laughs> Deputy Mayor Manson. So um, in terms of educating me, um, would we do the same sort of thing with other developers? I guess my question goes to admin. I, I guess that's the essence of North Peace Housing's argument that they're not another developer. But anyhow, she asked you the question, not me. And thinking from Alicia's perspective, um, the answer probably would be no. Because then the town takes on the risk and the liability uh, post-development, and that's the <laughs> issue with the security deposit is it's post-development. Sloughing of roads, sidewalks, heaving of asphalt, that type of thing. The town would take on the cost of fixing those those issues. However, as, as uh, the mayor has stated, <coughs> Northeast Housing is presenting that they are an atypical developer. So, so the development would happen and the sidewalk craters. You're saying at that point, the town would have to pay for it? Um, or this the in this particular case what North Peace Housing is proposing within that two-year period as the security deposit allows us to pay for the cost if the town would have to cover that um, that fix that North Peace Housing would in fact go back and do the fix within that two-year period well, first of all the contractor is responsible for those repairs yeah so we would have to enforce our contract yeah Okay, and the, the contractor is doing a two-year guarantee. WSP, Jason. So he's the contractor or he's the... So WSP Canada is, the, yeah. is managing the contract for yeah. us. So. Okay. so let's just... I think we need to clarify that. So within the contract with the actual... Within the agreement with the actual contractor, I'll use proper terminology so it's clear, there's going to be a requirement of a two-year warranty, thank you, um, for that. Now, the engineer is preparing your contract or your agreement with the contractor, right? So it's not WSP that's warranting the work. It'll be the contractor. That's correct. So, in And they will be, not only that, but they're also managing the whole construction right. uh, site for us, too. So. Uh, they have um, they have uh, surveyors <coughs> taking soil samples and taking compaction tests all the way along throughout the whole construction period. So that that ensures that the the quality uh, of the construction is to standard. So that in itself mitigates a lot of the risk. Would would that typically be done in any development? Or is that abnormal? I don't know if it's typical with uh, private developers. They may, may not want to go yeah. through that expense because I guess what I'm wondering is is if the town typically takes this deposit to fix deficiencies <clears throat> and we're saying here that well in the end it would be the contractor who would fix the deficiency not necessarily the developer unless they're one and the same then can is there an example of a deficiency that would not fall under this warranty that then the town would either have to fix and and try to get reimbursement for or that North Peace Housing would have to pay and fix or like I guess what yeah. I'm trying to figure out it here is is um, 
like I guess I can understand paying it all now as opposed to maybe there being um, you know a one percent deficiency as opposed to fifteen percent or something is more palatable if that were the case if something had to be fixed after the fact but is there an instance where we could look at something here that the contractor won't cover for whatever reason well and, and our director acting director of engineering is in the room so maybe Sandy do you have an example of that that you can think of that would be outside of that um, security deposit um, you're asking for a security deposit from them, but the contractor also puts up bonds, and the bonds. So there's another safe yet. But typically, what happens after a year and a half, and this is just from history, is that you do have a little bit of a problem having the contractors honor it. Right. Then there's all, like we're in an argument right now with contract our cement deficiencies. They're saying it's weather, and they're saying this. It's hard to get the contractor to step up to the plate. But North Peace Housing is, my understanding of this conversation, they're going to give a letter of guarantee that deficiencies will be covered. Is that if the contractors don't? Well, I, I would say that our board of directors would do that, but if, if, we're, if, if the town is, is suggesting that each of the municipalities would need to do a lending bylaw to, to actually in, enforce that uh, letter of, uh, of commitment, then that would create difficulties and, and uh, dynamics that would, would delay us to the point where we could proceed. I, I think <clears throat> Sandy's just, uh, we're looking for clarification on the letter of guarantee. Well, I, the I, letter I, of guarantee I, I that you had noted. You know, uh, I, 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 yeah. You know, well, let me, re the, the, let me restate the motion then. Uh, maybe that'll help. So, Councillor and Dean's motion is to waive the security requirement of all components of municipal improvements of the Northeast. Housing Foundation West Redevelopment Fund upon receipt of a letter from Northeast Housing Foundation accepting responsibility for the remediation of any deficiencies during the two-year warranty period. And again, uh, from my perspective, that more than covers the risk for the town of Peace River. And I still haven't heard an argument that says that the town of Peace River is at risk. But, uh, this is not a precedent-setting exercise. This is your organization. Um, I, I, again, I, I fail to see the I fail to see the risk. Okay, Sarah, I've got two comments on that that maybe we can clarify. So, what you're talking about is different than what Mr. Wilizer says he can't get without causing significant delay. Is my first question, and my second question is, <clears throat> how do we differentiate between, um, based on that motion, how do we differentiate between waiving it for North Peace Housing and waiving it for well, somebody else? Well, it, I, I will defer. I will try it by saying, by association, this letter speaks for Northeast Housing. I, I don't think it's realistic to ask 12 municipalities, I'm sorry, 11 municipalities to send this letter supporting a motion, uh, supporting a letter that Northeast Housing has brought forward on this plan. I, it, it, I, I guess we could do it, but why would we do it? I, I don't, I don't sorry, see I'm any. Lost, you, I'm lost. you look like you're going to answer that, Mr. Well, 
you know, being a member, a uh, municipality of the organization, you're a part of it. So when you do a project with the town, the town does a project, they don't ask for security on their project. So this is, this is very similar in nature. Uh, we, have, we have the backing of not just the town of Peace Rivers uh, in proceeding with this project, but the other 11. All 11 other municipalities have agreed to proceed with this. They've all agreed to go into debt to do it, but for us to, to have to come up with the extra money, it will cost us more money. So let me, uh, can I ask? Or, well, or yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm just trying to get back to sort of this letter then that Colin okay. is speaking about. Because when you spoke, Mr. Relieser, you said that you couldn't get a, gar a letter of guarantee without causing significant delay, but the motion is talking. Are we talking about different things? Yeah. Okay. So I could get a, I would assume that our board of directors would uh, support a motion to, to, uh, to honor the, the requirements of the development agreement and, and remedy all deficiencies. Uh, but to, to go to all the municipalities and them, and them all requiring to go into a, a lending bylaw, uh, which takes, uh, you know, several weeks. Uh, for them each to do it will be into December before so the we lending bylaw would cover off if we if we were requesting the 15% the lending bylaw would relate to that otherwise your board of directors can approve what Mr. Needham's motion reads well we have enough borrowing capacity with the three uh, municipalities that have committed to deal with even the 15% yeah um, but the point is is it necessary and and it's just additional costs. So let's assume that we approve Mr. Needham's motion. The letter that he's referencing in the motion, is that going to be an issue? I don't believe it will be, no. So let me, uh, I, since I was, I had my hand up before you. <laughs> uh, so this 15%, how much does that work out to in dollars? Uh, it's about $330,000. $330,000. Yeah, uh, what have the other municipalities put up? Uh, they're, so they're going into debt, and how much are they putting into this into this uh, project? Well, the foundation would be borrowing. We have capacity to borrow $3.3 million. We believe that when all is said and done, it'll be $2.7 million for all costs, all in. Right. Um, so the the infrastructure, the municipal improvements part of it is, Jason had given an estimate of 2.2 million. So 15% of that is the 330,000. But it's the foundation that is going into debt for this. There's three municipalities that have uh, have committed to lend us the money. And, and who are the three municipalities? Uh, Clear Hills <coughs> County, uh, Northern Lights, and Northern Sunrise County. So has the town of Peace River put put up any capital? No, not, not to this project. So in some ways we can look at this. If we waive the security requirement, this could be our capital contribution in a way? It certainly would help. Yeah. Well, you're talking about three, $3 million, $3 million and you're asking $300,000 in a security deposit, which presumably we would probably wouldn't need but the municipalities are doing it as an investment we're paying interest on that on that loan so um, it's not just you know they're not lending us at zero percent it's 
They see it as an investment, but it's an is it an investment in this community, town of Peace River? Well, it certainly is. It will help us advance that project, and, and that's uh, just getting the momentum going is, is massive and, and things like this. So. Particularly in a downturn economy. Okay. So is, or one of the concerns, this two-year warranty, is the two-year a common warranty for work like this? Yeah, that, that's, okay. that's our stand. Yeah. Okay, and the second thing that was mentioned is that the town would be getting off-site levies somehow. Um, what, 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 or how much in an offset levies? Let's just be blunt. It's around $40,000 per acre of the developable land. And so how much uh, do we have in developable acreage? That's probably around 10 acres, so you're going to okay. pay. 400,000? Yeah. Okay, and I guess the other thing I kind of have in my background is that, uh, yes, it's great that the town has um, these developments and the um, amenities, I guess, for uh, seniors and uh, social housing and so on. But we're also dealing with the situation where um, our grant in lieu was just kind of cut out of the blue, and we're not sure that uh, a budget uh, in a few weeks will put it back. So we've kind of already contributed 150 some thousand. But I realize that's a side issue. That's the government development. <coughs> that. That's a side issue. <laughs> We didn't have anything, any role to play in that decision of the province. The grant in lieu is, is the, what it is. It's a grant that uh, it doesn't have to be paid. Uh, so they chose to remove that uh, grant in lieu rather than cut the budgets of the management bodies so we could continue to maintain the properties. That was the basis of their decision. I'm not suggesting it's right or wrong. Uh, but rather than to come up with money to go into debt, they would they have to look at other potential ways to come up with that money. So, but all the stuff that you're building or envision building under this three million dollars, it's not all exempt under the grant uh, grants and new, is it? Right. Uh, there's no grants and new attached to any of it. Um, the lodges uh, in the province are an exempt property, so they they do not they're not taxed locally. So, but the rest of the properties, including the, the apartment building that was built this all taxable. And Rotary House? And Rotary House, our office, uh, the and medical, the clinic. Medical it's clinic, the houses, building. the condos. Yeah. And the condos, okay. Yeah. So everything else other than the lodge. I mean that's a, it's a major development the lodge would be. You know, it's between twenty and thirty million probably for that building. Mine's more of a, a remark from uh, Councillor Needham's statement as far as moving the project forward. Um, this development, large development, um, it's going to bring a lot of work to the downturn um, in the e economics in the local area. Now, with these jobs that are becoming available, do you have any say as far as um, maybe putting something on the contractor that some of these jobs have to be local? Or are they bringing their own employees from somewhere? Can we hire people locally within our region for some of this work? Uh, probably not. If you get if you uh, receive uh, grants from the province of Alberta, and they, there's a uh, cross uh, cross border uh, agreement between the provinces that you have to 
advertises not just in Alberta but also all across Western Canada. So we have no control over that, um, um, and we have to we have to um, manage that. As far as the the developments on that site, the only one that we would get further government funding from would be the lodge, the new lodge. Um, but in the past, uh, with the apartment building, a lot of the contractors were local. The electrical contractors, the plumbing contractors, the site, uh, the site excavation, and all that. Um, the satellite services. The uh, you know, there was more than that. The paving of the of the uh, all the appliances for the suites. All the appliances for the suites. Those were all all uh, all local. So a major major portion of that building was uh, was uh, paid to local contractors. And they have a competitive advantage because they don't have to um, deal with the housing of their of their staff when they're, when they're working here. So. Mr. Sautrick, do you have questions? Maybe I cut you short. Do you have another question? No, I'm good. Mr. Mayor. I just wonder, in the last 20 years, has there ever been an issue where you haven't completed a project and had a bit of a satisfaction in this Like, I, I guess I personally don't see much risk here, so I just wondered if there's some basis in, in thinking there might be. Well, we haven't really done anything to this magnitude before. Um, we did do a small uh, piece of infrastructure in front of Garden Court to um, to extend the uh, water and sewer infrastructure. It was only two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars, and we did actually put up the security for that. Um, and the town released it early for us, so they did give uh, special consideration in that uh, in that uh, project. But this is substantially more. And, um, and we had some cost overruns on the Garden Court project that really depleted our cash position. So we don't want to get in that kind of a, a conundrum again uh, if we don't have to. Uh, Ms. Adams has a comment. Um, I'd like to um, ask that if Council does go next year, should we remind the WSP is their representative and there's really no one So if you do agree to this, it would be nice that the town was kept in the loop of inspections and that of the infrastructure itself, just so that we can see that proper inspections were being done before it covered up the dirt. So how can we accommodate that, Mr. Wooley, sir? Will that be easy to accommodate? And do we need to modify uh, Mr. Needham's motion. motion to. Uh, well, I believe that the town w would be in, certainly be uh, made aware of any of the site meetings. Um, I know there was a site startup meeting that um, the town representative was unable to make on at the first meeting, but uh, I think the intention is is that they will be contacted at, uh, for all site meetings, and. Um, and we can certainly make that uh, point. Uh, uh, we can make that point to Jason, who will be managing the project for us. So perhaps your motion—I don't know what your motion reads now. It's been such a long debate. <laughs> <coughs> but, right. but maybe to something that, uh, with the proviso that uh, uh, the. 
town of Engi town of Peace Rivers engineering staff be uh, uh, participate in the in the review of quality assurance quality control tests. If I may, Your Worship, I'm just thinking, um, Sandy, could this not be a part of the developer's agreement? Um, as opposed to being in the motion. Good idea. Was that your suggestion? I was just to make that very same suggestion. Thanks, so. <laughs> 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 Okay. So it's a great idea. Okay. Well, as they say, great minds think alike, and small minds seldom differ. So, <laughs> whichever coin, of, whichever side of the coin you want to be on. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, is, are there any more questions? I want to bring this to a vote. Okay. So, Mr. Needham's motion. Do we need to read it out again? Do you have any leash? No. Uh, actually, uh, she does, but I will. Uh, okay. This will be an opportunity for me to practice my vocal cords. So, councillors need a motion is to waive the security requirement on all components of municipal improvements of the Northeast Housing Foundation's Westview Development Plan upon receipt of a letter from Northeast Housing accepting responsibility for remediation of any deficiencies during the two-year warranty period. Okay. All in favor? It's unanimous. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thanks, gentlemen. So you'll you'll be up bright and early, bushy tail, getting out there, moving dirt tomorrow. Oh, they're already already starting today. So okay. So that allows us to go back to the communications plan, I believe. You've actually presented all this before, right? So there. Yeah, I was gonna say this should go really quickly. Okay. Nothing's changed since the last time I was here, except okay. for the things that you guys asked me to change. Okay. So, uh, in the interest of time, uh, I won't ask Mr. Dietrich to uh, to restate what he said previously. Uh, are there any questions that people may have on this plan? There are none. I'll entertain a motion to accept the plan as presented. I'll make that motion, Your Worship. Okay. Uh, do you, does anyone have questions? You guys are studying it intently as if you're about to ask a question. Your last comment scared <laughs> Okay. All in favor? What was that? In the interest of time? <laughs> Small minds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, who made that motion? Um, Councillor Councillor Burr. That takes us to the uh, digital and social media policy. <coughs> um, do you? Again, uh, same with the communications plan. Nothing has really changed okay. except for what you guys had asked. Right. I have one okay. question. So this has been filtered through um, staff that uh, it actually affects the management 
team has reviewed it. Yeah, yeah, it's been reviewed by the directors and it's gone to the director's meeting. Um, I actually went to the director's meeting before I brought it to the governance and priorities meeting before, so that version had been through management already. Okay. I have a question. Oh, okay. You're not going to make a motion? I, I missed the other meeting, but... Okay. Uh, um, I'm thinking, if, as we move forward on the transit, that one of the information, to get information about the transit, the bus run late, we could use social media. As I read this policy, unless we make the transit driver, whoever's operating, whatever, that it can actually quote, approve stuff, that might not be possible. You mean to set, assuming we had a transit segment of the administration, you mean to set up a social media account to sort of update on transit updates? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's concerned the bus driver. He's oh. texting on his thing and posting it to the town website. That he's running late or she's running late right well I mean that would require there's so many other ways to do that beyond the bus driver having to text it but uh, yes there's room in here to develop <laughs> that all right as long as that's gonna be loud yeah not allowed to text and drive anyway well but when they're sitting there <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, um, they would fall in, in potentially under, uh, as an agent or a contractor of the, of the town, so they would fall under this policy. Within that, it would be up to the CAO um, to determine whether or not we could set up a new account, um, because all accounts, all new official accounts would have to go receive approval from the CAO, but I can't really see a circumstance where they would be against that. Okay, uh, you're on a roll, Mr. Bird. Do you want to make a motion on this one? I move that we accept the um, social and indigenous policy as presented. Okay, all in favor? Passed. That's simple. Thank you. Um, so the, um, the next item on the agenda <coughs> is. Oh, well, I skipped five. So, request for decision for taxpayer relief respecting 2017 year property tax. 2017. Okay. So, this seems uh, like not even 2016. 2017. 2017 was the request. Was that a typo on their part? I'm. Not a hundred percent certain if it was a typo or not. Um, I'm not aware if the administrative staff um, that dealt with this particular item followed up with the and asked that question. But the letter does state 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, perhaps you could just give us the. Uh, the sure. Um, your finance manager prepared a report for you this evening. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and it attached is a letter from a pro local property owner requesting assistance for uh, waiving of tax for 2017. You could put insert 2016 also, um, just in terms of uh, discussion purposes. Either way, it doesn't. Um, change the recommendation of the finance manager and also the 
um, advice provided by the Municipal Law Bulletin. Um, tax incentives applicable to future years, there is some information provided about waiving future property taxes. So if you say 2016 or 2017, it, it is still the, the future year that we are dealing with here. Um, Oh, oops, sorry, just a second. Little blocks went and blocked my report. Um, section 347 of the MGA provides council with discretion, if it considers equitable to do so, to cancel or reduce tax arrears. The question is further down uh, the definition of equitable to do so. That becomes the issue at, at hand. Um, further, municipality agreeing to waive a landowner's future property taxes for an extended period of time, for example, in this case they're suggesting three years, could likely or would likely be construed by the courts as an unlawful fettering of a future, future council's discretion. In this particular case, you would still be within um, your particular term of office. Um, the establishment of tax rates for properties falls within the legislative powers. Municipal legislative powers are an integral part of governance that municipalities can, cannot, cannot give up. Municipal councils cannot fetter the discretion of successor councils to engage in the legislative process without undue influences. So again, referencing on that particular item 2017. Um, additional considerations. Property tax adjustment should also consider to whom the adjustment is being offered and on what basis. In this particular case, um, the information that you have is we're, we've received general information that um, the operator of the business within the property is not financially doing well. Is that a decision council would like to, or is that a fact that council would like to make a decision based on? Um, it provides that the MGA only provides that a municipality may cancel, reduce, refund, or defer property taxes with respect to a particular taxable property or business or a class of taxable property or business. Further, council is not allowed to cancel, reduce, refund, or defer property taxes at, at its unfettered discretion, but rather only when it considers equitable to do so. So that again becomes the issue at hand is your definition as a council of when it is equitable to do so and what those circumstances would be. In this particular case, there is a budget implication. Um, the current taxes as of the 2015 tax year for this property is $10,904.74. Um, administration does recommend that uh, the request for assistance we, with regard to this particular property tax waiving uh, would be denied. We, there could not, administration couldn't provide you with a, um, a fair reason to be equitable in this particular case, just based on the information provided. And I suppose if we did grant this to be equitable to everybody, Anybody that puts in a letter that says I'm having trouble financially, Ouch. we have to. It sets a bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, well, I'm always sympathetic when people are struggling. Absolutely. Uh, but there's, well, 
from my point of view, there isn't enough information here to to make a determination, uh, at least a ruling on, at least under equitable. I don't know how other people feel. And somebody will have to be be the be the Grinch and uh, make a motion. Well, I guess you could be uh, make a motion the other way. Your worship. Your Worship, I'd be willing to put that motion on the floor that we accept administration's recommendation that the request for assistance with regard to the 2017 tax year be denied. Okay. Any anybody want to make uh, any more comments or quest, have questions of administration? Hearing none, I'll call for a vote. All in favor? Mr. Ford's motion passed unanimously. So, uh, send our regrets. And uh, just for the record, uh, we should at least point out on the podcast that we don't know who this individual or business is. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Um, the next item that I, I believe is up next is the request for decision respecting proposed subdivision by North Peace Housing Foundation. Well, that's why the two members from North Peace <laughs> Housing... Decided to go back and sit in the gallery. I thought they were just mesmerized and entertained. Okay, um, so this was a. Um, I just. I think we'll just deal with this straightforward. I don't think we need a presentation on this, right? So there's a subdivision application being submitted to our authority, and the proposal is to subdivide eight lots to accommodate residential and community development. Subdivision will further will further the implement implementation of the Westview Area Structure Plan, which was amended in April 2015 to reflect this development pattern. Um, I'm assuming everybody else has, everybody's read the background, and uh, I'll leave it open for questions and comments. Anybody have any questions, comments, Deputy Mayor? Uh, is there somebody willing to make a motion on this item? Mr. Needham? Uh, yes, Your Worship, I would uh, put a motion on the floor to accept administration's recommendation that uh, re that we report to the Mackenzie Municipal Services Agency uh, that the town of Peace River uh, supports the approval of this application. Okay, all in favor of Mr. Needham's motion? <coughs> Pass unanimously. Okay, uh, there's a Chamber of Commerce application for a sponsorship towards celebration of Small Business Week. Um, this is uh, item eight, and um, really the bottom line is the Town of Peace, uh, the Chamber of Commerce is asking for us to sponsor uh, their uh, Small Business Week uh, to the tune of $1,000. And they have a guest speaker coming in, and it's primarily to uh, to facilitate this guest speaker. Any, any? Uh, I have a question. Okay. Madam President, at the chamber luncheon, they announced that Shell had already agreed to host that speaker. So, is this going into their kitty, or is this actually to help cover up the cost? Um, well, I, I or maybe I. Anybody can actually 
speak to that, give you a, a straightforward answer, but I also understand that they made a similar request to the um, uh, Northern Sunrise County for $1,500, and they were turned down. Um, I'm, I'll leave the reason up why they turned it down to uh, Northern Sunrise County, but I was advised that they're $1,500 short. Um, but, um, but I I can't answer your question, yes or no. So in, in reading their request, I don't think that they actually say that their money is is for the speaker. They comment that they are having a guest speaker come in. Okay. But I don't think that they specifically say the money is going towards that speaker. Okay. It's for the event. I also believe that we typically do sponsor this thing. I think we have in the past. And, um, $1,000 to support small business in our community, I think, is well spent. Would you care to make a motion then, Mr. Sancho? Um, yes, I do. Um, I would uh, make a motion that uh, we accept uh, administration's recommendation and provide sponsorship of $1,000 to the East River District Chamber of Commerce uh, in support of their uh, community uh, small business awards. Or, Okay. Um, all in favor? Great. Uh, the next item uh, should be fairly straightforward. Um, request for a decision to appoint new member at large by the Community Services Board. And uh, uh, the individual. <coughs> so there's an application um, uh, for. Ashley Shampoo, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yep. And uh, so um, I don't see there any reason to, personally, I don't see any reason to reject that application. So I'll take a motion to take a motion from Deputy Mayor. Mm -hmm. Or does she want to ask a question? Um, I move that um, Council accept the Community Services Board recommendation to appoint Ashley Champol to the Community Services Board as a member at large. All in favor? Um, so then, it, then the next item is the Community Service Board's minutes and strategic plan. And um, I don't think uh, Derek Baker spoke a lot to the strategic plan, but um, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think that we need to spend a lot of time on this. I make a motion, Leadership, to accept the administration's recommendation that the council accept the minutes from the May and June 2015 Community Service Board for information. Okay. All in favor? Unanimously. Um, then there's a request for approval to attend the 2016 AUMA convention and AMSC trade show, which is being held on October 5th and 7th. Okay. Um, this is your item, I believe, 
Deputy Mayor. Right. So I move that council enable mayor and councilors to attend the 2016 AUMA convention and trade show in Edmonton, October 5th through 7th, 2016. Well, I think we almost have to uh, approve your motion because this is where we uh, where we uh, meet with the ministers and tell them we and and twist their arms for more money. <coughs> Is that and not correct? That would be the true reason, and a sub-reason is to be able to book hotels that are within a reasonable distance, as the mayor <laughs> might think. Uh, well, I enjoy a long walk, walk in the mornings. And, and going home at night as well. So. Yes. Uh, all in favor of Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion? <laughs> Passed. Uh, then we have a request for approval to attend the FCM's 2016 annual conference. And this one will be held in Winnipeg on June the 3rd to the 5th. Deputy Mayor Manson. So I move that um, Council enable the Mayor and Councillors to attend the FCM's uh, 2016 annual trade and conference. Uh, Oh, in Winnipeg, June 3rd through 5th of 2016. And this is where we come up with ideas to scare the living daylights out of uh, chief administrative officers. <laughs> all, all in favor? Well, I, I, I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just questioning whether we want to word it this way or we limit the number to go. I know in the past we haven't had a lot go, but I guess to me that's a much more costly a conference to attend there's it's farther thing it's not I don't see the same benefit in having you know five or six go as opposed to one or two Winnipeg is quite a hot spot <laughs> I, I would uh, think that if we kept it uh, open enough yes by the time things really happen uh, not every councillor or mayor can attend but at and Arrangements can be made. And to keep the cost down, Mr. Burr, I promise to stay at my mom's. <laughs> <laughs> Are you from Winnipeg, too? <laughs> All in favor of the motion presented by Deputy Mayor Manzer. Unanimous. Just to digress, uh, I'm out of order, Your Worship, but if you would allow me on the business of scaring the hell out of CAOs, uh, we, uh, we do have an outstanding, or I have an outstanding, issue we missed the cutoff last year for resolutions at AUMA for debate and I think uh, our MMSA Alicia Modi planning group needs to do some homework on brownfield developments and we talked about this several times and I think this would be a no-brainer for municipalities to support uh, I think the issue is is that we could not create a tax category for so-called derelict or brownfield uh, property so vacant and abandoned or properties vacant and abandoned. right so I, I I think it's an issue that would warm well with uh, with all municipalities I can't see anyone not supporting it but I think what we need to do is prepare the information and get it together and and, uh, and send a resolution in ahead of time uh, we talked about this before and we uh, the, the deadline got by me anyway and uh, we missed it but I would sure like to put that on on a potential list if Acting CAO Tanya is, is making a list. So that, that was my comment on the AUMA. So should we put it on agenda for another meeting and then uh, Mr. Needham can think up an appropriate motion? Right, I think. But I want to 
have, I've made a note. Not to get cross-threaded, AUMA is supposed to be working on this. They've set up that special committee. It's supposed to be developing recommendations this next year. So I didn't see you want to join that group. Well, I'm glad you could see it. I'm not sure I can, but. <laughs> okay, we'll move on here. Unless I get to stay at Toby's mom's house in Winnipeg. <laughs> 2015 Christmas suppers with surrounding municipalities. Um, is there a briefing going on that? Very brief. <laughs> it's Not sort of a where, when, who question. Okay. Uh, and Mr. Mayor, I actually put this one forward because I think we, we should have a little bit of a, a discussion rather than just booking the date and, uh, okay, Let's have supper and now let's try to discuss something. Like maybe we need to organize it so the discussion can happen across the table rather than down the long table, the venue and the actual right. topics. So, well, I, I think that first time we went with India Peace in the Bell Petroleum Center around those round tables, I thought that worked well. Whereas the long skinny tables at uh, some of the other eating establishments were not very conducive to uh, discussions. So, uh, so, my point was that plus um, some actual topics that we have a little background on a little bit more than maybe we have had. Okay. okay. Um, uh, so do you have do you have actually dates that you would propose here, Ms. Manzer? I know. Or yeah. So can I turn the that into second motion? and third week of December at the latest. I would recommend that we allow administration to maybe get a feel from people we're inviting to see when they're available before we just throw a date at them. December is such a busy time of year yeah, for everyone. I'd push pushing to January. No. Just because? I tend to agree with you, Councillor Sawchuk, but I'd also like to uh, see some that question go out about some maybe joint agenda items that can be discussed at that table. Like a limited number, maybe two or three. And do we talk to Grimshaw? I was ten at the Mighty Peace Tourism Association. I talked to the Dick Grimshaw <coughs> representative. He said we've never met. He thought it might be a good idea. So I don't know whether they'll he'll talk to his mayor and they'll initiate something. But I, I think there's some commonalities there. They are the only other urban municipality in a reasonable distance. We do a fair amount of sharing of equipment and resources. I think we should explore options for, for doing that and around the council that meeting like that informally. We can do that. Well, not, let's not forget we have budget discussions to go through, which we haven't started. And, uh, and uh, there are a number of items that um, people want to uh, put on, uh, on the governance and priorities agenda. Would you want to split them up? Do half? I'm making a bit of assumption we're talking 
the immediate surrounding municipalities, so Northern Sunrise, County Northern Lakes, MB of Peace, Town of Grimshaw. So that's four. Do you want to do? You could do two in December and two in the new year, just in terms of actual meeting times, because <coughs> you are running short of time in a sense. Because budget will be, we met quite a few few uh, meetings last year. And I think there are a number of topics that need very thorough discussion in the next. It's our. It's already October 13th, so we're halfway through October. Or maybe we forego Christmas, or at least the Christmas dinners. We could always wait for I the think invitations. Valentine's has a real, like, friendly kind of connotation to it. But if you're going to, if we're going to discuss anything that has bu budget implications, you don't want to push it. I don't. February is almost too late. Well, January, uh, December is already too late for budget implications. Bob. Yeah. It's pretty well nailed down then, but it's ne never, we've never approved it before April. Really? What happened uh, last year? Yes. We had to wait until we got the budget numbers before we nailed it down. But from Congress. Before we got the, the tax, tax staff, yeah. the tax staff. So we never, we have formally adopted almost everything before the end of the year, but we waited until the other thing, and there's some, some minor adjustments done done when the tax assessment information was provided. But, Mr. Mayor, from the other municipalities, they seem to uh, come to their budget conclusions yeah. earlier. So Well, just like we did last year. When, and we did it basically on January the 2nd or 6th or something. Early January, didn't, weren't we supposed to be looking at a different budgeting process this year that was supposed to limit the number of meetings that council was involved in? Well, that's what administration was planning. Oh, Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. If we wait till February, we're going to hear the budget's already set. We don't have room for this kind of stuff. <clears throat> so, I don't know, like maybe, maybe if we want to meet with Grimshaw, if we're not looking to them for budget implications, we can leave them till the new year. But if there's any budget implications or topics that we need to talk to about our, with our neighbors about, we probably should meet with them before the new year. Okay. So, so I don't know if we look at November. dates between the, yeah, between the start of November and the middle of December. Okay. I mean, those are, we know those are busy months. They've always been busy months. So did, did I hear Mr. Sajak make a motion that yes. directed administration to, uh, to source uh, possible dates? to meet with the immediate surrounding municipalities. Did, did I hear that? Or? I would make a motion that uh, administration uh, check out some possible dates between uh, November 1st and mid-December to invite our uh, municipal neighbors uh, to sit down supper and uh, discussion. All in favor? Passed. So, um, okay, item 14, uh, amendment to the CAO employment contract. Uh, so our uh, CAO elect or appointed uh, 
Mr. Chris Parker uh, is able to report for work earlier than initially anticipated. So he's willing to start on October the 19th, I believe the date is. And, but we need a motion from council to allow that to happen. So can I get a motion from somebody to, to that effect? Your Worship, I put a motion on the floor to amend the term of employment contract between Christopher Parker and the Town of Peace River from December 1st, 2015 to November 30th, 2018 to October 19th, 2015 to October 18th, 2018, and that the Mayor be authorized to execute the amendment to the contract on behalf of the Town. Um, you may as well. Do you want the other? Yeah, and then. And item number two, Christopher Parker be appointed the Chief Administrative Officer of the Town of Peace River, effective October 19th, 2015, and the appointment of Renee Bench as interim CAO be rescinded, effective October 19th, 2015. Okay, all in favor? Unanimous. On behalf of Renee, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> she would have said it way more exciting. <laughs> Um, item 15, request for review and direction of the letter from the Chamber of Commerce requesting withholding of a decision respecting the, respecting the Light Cardinal Economic Development Board contract. So um, I'm going to uh, summarize it. So the, uh, the Chamber of Commerce would like to make a presentation to Council on October the 26th regarding the uh, uh, signing on to signing on with Light Cardinal Economic Development Board for a period of three years. Um, I'm looking for the briefing down here, but uh, right underneath. But anybody want to uh, make uh, any comments on that? I would uh, I would like to comment maybe that we defer this issue uh, in light of some recent developments with the Lockhart Economic Development Board. I think as a council we need to have a discussion uh, before we make a decision on this. Right. And I would recommend that we defer this item to uh, later on in the meeting. Um, possibly later on in the me meeting would do well. Yes. Uh, as there are some. Uh, yeah, I, there's an in-camera item on the Light Cardinal Economic uh, Development Board agreement, so we'll probably do that. Um, and so, all in favor oh, of... I have a question, yeah. Your Worship. I just wondered why the Board of Trade cannot, or Chamber of Commerce can't do their presentation on the 19th if time is making the decision. We don't have a meeting. We don't have a meeting on the 19th. Oh. Uh, Okay, that's Next a good reason. Twenty-six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure Miss Bell and uh, Mr. Parker would uh, allow them in and let them sit in an empty room and make their presentation if they. Well, I was just reading the, the briefing note that said that they were requesting a decision by the town by the 19th. So I thought that well, was. Black Cardinal was requested. Yeah, Black Cardinal had requested a decision because their next meeting is on the 19th. Mm -hmm. 
So, Mr. Sajak has a motion to defer this uh, item uh, um, to a later time slash date. All in favor? October 14th, Governance and Priority Meeting agenda items. Um, so there, I guess there's a schedule for the this this Wednesday, October 14th, tomorrow. Um, there haven't been any agenda items set up on that. Um, there's there's only so many hours in the evening. Although we make a great job of squeezing more hours out of meeting than any other group, but um, out of that, out of, uh, out of uh, the items that are presented, there's one. Oh, one item, and that item is the draft naming rights policy. Oh, it, the other item, Your Worship, if I may, that strikes me that we should, you know, we've been a little late on is the. Uh, was lots of items, but it's the committee participation. Uh, like we need to do some reappointments around the table before. Oh, are you referencing the organizational committee? Right. So or, what, I guess yeah. what I'm suggesting is that at the governance and priority level, we have that discussion, and then at the organizational meeting, it becomes oh, I see a, a, a quicker process. But um, however, we want to handle. Okay. Uh, that, that was agreed. So, uh, out of that, there needs to be a decision to. We made a. Well, we made a commitment under the Cuff report that we would review the committees and try and cut a few. His recommendation was that there are way too many committees and too few counselors. <laughs> so, but I believe also that report recommended. Um, the creation of some committees also. So yeah. it, it, it's a bit of a... There was a contradiction yeah. <laughs> within the report. And the recommendation around your community committees was um, a review that of those that you're appointed to um, and looking at the value or the return on your investment of your time. So for tomorrow's uh, agenda, naming rights, draft naming rights policy, uh, review of, of committees and organizations. That, that's, I, I guess I was trying to make, uh, get some mileage out of that meeting. I, I thought that um, there's some committees I would like to shed, um, and I'm sure some of my colleagues would be graciously accepting them, but if we could just have that conversation sort out some of the recommendations of the cut report, then when the organizational meeting comes, it, I think it would speed that evening up. So, Mr. Mayor, I would like to uh, review the purposes of the committees, well, all of the committees, really, and um, whether they should still be viable committees. I think that's what we need to do. My other question, though, has to do with um, timelines for the budget process and so on, so that we could get that sorted in we are to have some different meetings maybe we could get an idea when they might be and and that one I would prefer to defer to when your new CAO starts so we can finalize the budget process um, after mr. Parker's 
attendance and review. So we would very quickly come up with a, a plan of action to bring back to council for the October 26th meeting. I'm feeling like I'm, ma I'm making a commitment on our behalf of our new CAO. Yeah. But I, I yeah. do, I so do appreciate that, but <laughs> that's again two more weeks in the future, so I can accept whatever you think best there. But um, um, I would also like to have a discussion just about how how do we engage the community in some of our processes? That's good. I think it would perhaps lend into our strategic plan. And when are we having a review of our strategic plan is another one. Probably at a Christmas supper. <laughs> okay. Um, Your Worship, in the discussion of the governance and priorities meeting for tomorrow, I would like to uh, just remind Council that I have been uh, called out to work and I will be working late in the field. Um, however, I would like to participate in the one um, discussion re in regards to the committee, so if we can put that later on on, on the agenda, I will attend, but I will be late. Okay, very good. Um, so do we need a so a motion for to for the governance and priorities committee for October the fourteenth to address the three agenda items um, the naming rights policy, the um, help me out here. Committee's review. Committee's review. And I have public input process into budget. Well, I, 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 I think Elaine Manzer was really referring to public um, public input, uh, yeah. public engagement. Yes, yeah. Okay. Same yeah. Okay, um, so now we, there, there were a couple of new sorry. additions, right? Who made that motion? Who made that motion? Ms. Manzer. All in favor of Ms. Manzer's motion? Um, so there are a couple of new business items. Yes, and um, if your worship will allow a very brief break to allow us to make copies. Oh, okay. Take copies of whatever you yep. want to make. Okay, very good. Two items. Yep. Okay, um, we will recess for 10 minutes. Perfect. That She's running off to make copies of the What happened to my recess? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, great. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Six two four seven zero seven zero. And I'm generally not available until after nine thirty. Okay. Oh, after Or in the afternoon? Uh, the afternoon is going to be kind of. Or when's a good time for you? I got I'll try I'll do my best to stick you? for me. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll try and uh, make sure I buy the phone by well, quarter to twelve and Okay. Did you get supper?
Yeah, I think I want you to stick around for the in-camera stuff. Sure. Actually, well, I'll talk to Chris, but my preference is that... Because those end up... Well, the reason why they're in-camera is because they're sensitive, and then when they become... When they become exposed to the public, you obviously want to communicate those items, so it's good to have you to know what the background is, right? Sure. I leave that sort of on a... An ad hoc basis, like as you guys determine some of them. Well, we won't do the personnel. Like right, yeah. <laughs> that one I definitely shouldn't be privy to. But. but uh, oh, yeah. Can you have a church? Oh, no, no. I have a cousin who does HR for Wilson uh, <laughs> 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 and. No, she does. <laughs> <laughs> She's a Miss Saga, so. Putting in underground trenching for underground power. Why don't I just swing the whole by behind the fire hall and yeah. save us five grand? <laughs> Call her done. <laughs> well, and that that would be, there's not much in that reserve. There's literally about twelve thousand dollars, I believe. <laughs> But I'm only one vote. <laughs> I keep hearing that. <laughs> so who's this from? The airport again? It kind of looks like. I believe so. We, we should we should be trying to get some of that Jamaican food and that sushi. Well, sushi's closed right now. Because oh, they had little fire, fire, so the fish got what fried. What about that wild girl? What's that one? Wild girl's good. Wild girl? Yeah, wild girl. Yeah, it's very good. Is that the one you were meeting? The wild? The wild girl by Jamaican places down here. Oh, okay. Oh, yabba, yabba. But I think we should. Yeah, I've heard that a few times. Yeah. The service is pretty cool. Where's that? The new yeah, yeah. The Wow Grill was very good. My yeah. kids were well, happy. There was tons of awesome. Well, that's the obvious thing. Jamaican giant because there was no hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they're just started. That Yaba Yaba, the best place I've ever had ribs. It's not on their menu, but it was their special. The one night Bonnie and I went. Amazing. 
Yeah. You could save me a trip downtown for Oh, is it? It's probably in Tom's box. What? No? The uh, checks? Hey, Tom. Uh, Judah Hill is closed. Again. Oh, yeah, that was out of one lane. I just give away. I don't want to help myself, but. Uh, you know, the oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't notice it because I had to sign the contract. I wonder if these are. I feel like they're losing. That just happened? Yeah. I just came down that road. Well, well, don't worry about it. I'll come This oh, afternoon no, no, at noon. Oh, they're in alphabetical order. It was, uh, on, yeah, on Is it for you, Colin? Oh, I got a Judah Hill email I can send you with nice photos. I just got it. You know, we drove it on the weekend and I was it's like, bad. You know, I think you might be able to buy it. You're in need of it. You were going somewhere. I'll, I'll uh, dig it out. Oh, here, I had it right there in my finger. Colin can't sign this no, one. Can't be <laughs> that would be the best. So all I need is The good part. Am I correct in saying there's only three signing authorities on council? Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was asked to sign checks and I said, no, I'm not allowed to. Who is Tannen, Elaine, and Elaine, Elaine, Tom, and Paul. Oh, Tom. Oh, what do you think Tannen was? And good luck to all those people that are in property in the range. Are my in-laws happy with that? It's an hour. Well, actually, it wouldn't be quite that. It'd be 45 minutes without the construction on the other If they're over 55, right, they could move into that senior's housing around the west there. Well, they could. They've got to sell their property and try and make money on it. So did that slide happen where they just did the work or somewhere else? No, somewhere else, not where they did the work. Oh, okay. I think it's a little further up. Can I see that? Is the memory on my phone? Well, because my memory on my head assumes as soon as it's written down in the, my phone, I have just stolen his, oops, sorry, his paper. Sorry? Yes. Yes, good. Thank you. I have made Read it right off the recommendation. So I have a question for you. Yes. So I thought the idea sorry, is the mic's on here? Yeah. Was when we submit these and uh, so there are two <coughs> two
two new there are two new business items on the agenda, I believe. That's correct. They were handed out to you. Okay. Um, so remind us what the title was again and which ones which one do you want to address first? Um we maybe we'll address the water utility uh, bill information and there is a request for waiving of penalties. Um, the RFD in front of council is uh, an update on the issue that administration has been presented with from the community in regards to water bills that were just received or just sent out and received by community members. Um, we've had a lot of feedback from the community um, that, thank you, <laughs> um, a little upset in regards to their actual water bills. Um, when it was looked at by the administrative team this morning, it was discovered that in the transfer and director of engineering, please assist me if I'm not using proper terminology on this particular project. Um, there was a change in the transmitters for the automatic reading system. <coughs> Is that accurate? Um, oh, see, yeah, I got it wrong already. There was two major issues. Right. One was there was a six-week delay. Could you oh. could you actually come up, Sam, come on, and, not, and speak into the uh, microphone, and then we can get it on the podcast and refer complainants to your your excellent. Yeah, you can come up. <coughs> description oh, administration met this morning and um, there was two major issues with the water bills that went out first off it because of the diamond had to roll out a new um, program to handle the new meters because they're on the old system with ATCO so it took a little bit longer than anticipated so we did the final read on september 30th and the bills did not reflect it said that the billing date was september 15th in actual fact it was the 30th so it was a six-week billing date or a six-week billing period period in addition to that our program with diamond only reflects or can only reflect a reading of one meter. So all the meters that were replaced only reflected the first meter, not the previous meter, not the existing meter that was reading for the sixth week. So if a meter was replaced September 1st, because we were in transition in August, it was an estimate. So let's say when we got an actual in September, the first meter that was in there had only four cubic meters read. But the new meter that was put in for the period from September 1st to September 30th only had um, 30. The bill only reflects the four meters, not both, both um, periods together. It just didn't have the capability. So it didn't say 34 cubic Correct. meters. It right. only said four. Four. So when people see this bill, they can't make the correlation where the bylaw states it's only $4.03 a cubic meter. They're assuming that councils raised the bill or the cost per cubic meter again. 
So Adam has prepared a website for the website, an actual bill highlighting where the mistakes were and and hopefully we'll they will be able to deduce for that. And people that have phoned in, very upset as soon as you explain what has happened in the instances that I've dealt with four or five today, totally understand. Because we are doing a read right now. On the 1st of October, there will be another billing going out, but it will only reflect a two-week period, and then we're back on schedule from the 15th to the 15th. So the RFD is requesting that council waive all pen penalties uh, that would be typically applied to the September utility bills, therefore providing another level of comfort for our customers that because of our miscalculation in our billing system that we will not penalize you for the six weeks that we're billing you now, which normally would be four weeks, um, and gives people potentially, if they need it, two billing periods to pay their September bill on. Right. I should uh, suggest that you don't use miscalculation because there was no miscalculation. No, it would, it would yeah, you're correct. The, yeah. uh, the, the bill didn't show yeah. the proper amount of cubic yeah. meter of water. And dissection. it wasn't during yeah. the correct billing period that's right it was outside of the building and that was because yeah. of some of the restrictions around the uh, how the bills are printed yeah. out and, this, and it, what can be put software in software technicalities yeah unfortunately right so is there a plan to um, actually put what you just said on yes. paper yes like this is a nice diagram but it doesn't so our, our communications coordinator will be providing some verbal information that will be posted with this bill on the website Facebook page. It's all ready to go. We just want yeah. the council's okay on the RFD yeah. to be able to say it. Because an integral part of explaining this process to everybody and explaining how we've gone back and fixed the error is saying that you will have the two-month period to pay back the two billing periods with their penalty. But we couldn't say that until we got approval from council. Correct. So all this will be made public tomorrow. And it will go on paper form in their next bill. Yeah. Oh yes, but yeah. I, I I do sympathize with somebody who's on a very fixed income. Like if this was the bill, and uh, they see essentially a doubling of their bill, Correct. Yeah. they need reassurance that somehow they could still pay and not yeah. pay what they can and get it all paid by the next billing period or that's, something. That's correct. I guess as a good example, I, uh, I had a, a complaint from a, a citizen and they actually gave me a few months worth of their bills, um, which I brought in and spoke to, uh, to Tanya and uh, Sandy about, and uh, Sandy had followed up with that. And the one thing with, with the, these people, they were uh, retired mm -hmm. citizens on a, on a fixed income, and he budgets a certain amount of dollars for his water bill monthly, so this, this RFD would... Uh, typically help out that mm -hmm. that family but I'd like to thank Sandy for following up with that as well so then for getting the information out you're talking social media a lot of the people that no, I, what, like everything it would go on the next utility mail it 
social media as a as a side thing. What about radio? Okay, because I'm just I'm just trying to think of the target market that's really going to be concerned about this and getting the word out to them as quickly as possible, as opposed to waiting for the next bill to come out. Ideally, if this is newsworthy enough, the radio would report on it tomorrow morning after. You know, the <laughs> 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 he's he's and texting. I have provided the radio station and the newspaper with a copy of this and offered to explain it to them if they have any questions. Um, I did that at the beginning of the meeting. I haven't okay. anything back from Joanne. Uh, it would go in our normal like council highlights package and receive all the kind of fanfare that any council decision would receive. In addition, we'll promote it a little bit more than we normally would through every channel that we have. And when I say that, I don't just mean Twitter and Facebook. I also mean our utility mail-outs. Post a copy of it in our office. Like, well, yeah, because the quicker we can address this, the less the office and the admin is going to spend time dealing with it too. Yeah. So, and even this morning we had a lineup. Uh, throughout most of the morning in the office of people with water bills having questions <laughs> answered, but yeah. honestly by the afternoon a lot of it died down and people, from my experience, seem to come in angry and come out understanding and okay with it. So uh, this, the bill block have helped a little bit when I was able to get that to them, but Okay, perfect, thank you. So, um, what, are you monitoring Facebook right now and what, what are the... I'm sitting on Facebook, I wouldn't say I'm monitoring it. Well, okay, however you determine. So, uh, are people explaining it to other people then? Um, not online, and that has more to do with the way the medium works. It tends to be more of a mouthpiece when people have a, right. a grievance of sorts, and you don't often get a lot of the uh, corrections or updates that come out after the fact. There's been, I could find the studies, or have been studies shown, right. which is the other reason also as an answer to um, Deputy Manser's earlier question about, oh yeah, but why, why hasn't anything gone out today? Uh, we wanted to wait for Council's direction, but also to put it all out there once as a cohesive package with all the information there ready to go, so that we're not saying today, sorry about the bill thing, here's 50% of the info, and then the next day trying to redirect people. It's easier to send them once to one place. So just to, so that I've got the story straight again. So there was, we switched out the meters in June. Or we started in June. Okay. And we've actually finished last Friday. Okay. And the... the and I should clarify, I'm sorry. They finished their project last Friday. We still have a small percentage that we need to do. Okay. So there's, uh, so the, the cubic meters that showed up on the bill were from September 1st to September 30th? No, the cubic meters that showed up on the bill, um, it depends on whether you got your meter replaced. If your meter was replaced in August it was an estimate and then when your meter got replaced it only showed the previous usage of the, For the first old meter. meter yes and not the consumption so actually there's a few that actually have a negative read because it was estimated high when they changed it out they actually had a negative because then it becomes an actual then and they were actually actually they were in the negative or positive for them. And then if they used 
50 meters, like say they were a negative 5 and they used 55 cubic meters, then their actual, their real bill shows a 50 cubic meter consumption. So they're seeing a negative 5, but yet they're consuming 50. Right, but the, the and I don't have, or maybe I do have it in front of me, so uh, on this one, so the consumption was 13 cu or 11 cubic meters. So that covers the, and, and when you do the math on, on the two, on the uh, start and end, that works out to 11. But that, those cubic meters, that 11 was... For one meter. Okay, what period of time is it? Well, it depends on the meters were being changed out throughout the whole project. Okay. So, but one was <coughs> estimated during the interim because we just didn't have the diamond couldn't program the new reads that we were taking. So they were able to write the program and have it up and running. I think the third week in September, they tested it. They they looked at it to make sure it was running right, and then they did a complete sweep of the town. Now, if it was an MIU, you would have the correct reading from um, the correct time. Only one was an estimate, um, the correct period. If there was a water meter, you might see a 3 or a 12 or 1 but you wouldn't see the second one. That's where the confusion is. Some, they read correct, but if there was a meter changeout, that's where you only get the first meter. Right, so this 11, is that from the first meter or for the second meter? If that was for a changeout, yeah. then it was for only the first meter, the so previous meter. So if you calculate the number of cubics, or number of cubes that he's, this individual has paid for, it's a lot more than 11. Yeah, it's something like 169. He, he's paid for 100 and, yeah, $169 worth of, of water. So, so 40, yeah, approximately, approximately 40. 40. So there's 29 cubes that don't show up on this bill, and that's where people are really confused. If, when you take the 11, you times it by the four dollars and three cents, right. it does not equal $169. And that's where the big confusion for folks is. So we are encouraging them to come into the office or to call because that's the piece that needs to be explained because each account will be slightly different. So this is general information. If it works for somebody, it, it makes sense to them, they're satisfied. <laughs> if it doesn't, we're asking them to come in and have a look at their, a quick look at their account and they can sort this out very quickly. We're also setting up an automated, oh, yes. quasi-automated system on the same page that this would be on where um, residents can request a water consumption usage report to be emailed to them. Um, they just have to input yep. their account number, their name, and their address, and it would come through to us and we'd run a report through Diamond and basically send them an email with a report in it. So people will be able to get detailed breakdown of their water consumption usage and all the factors in their account as well. Yeah. Should they request it, we just don't have the ability to make it completely automated. Yeah. But that will help with some of the intake of the requests, yeah. narrow it down, and then allow administration to um, address each, each account if there's some discrepancies. My suspicion is the majority of the requests will be to see the other consumption rate number, which yeah. makes sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah and you, you, and that, uh, that 
consumption rate report, it provides it on a daily basis or a monthly basis? I would have to... That I'm not sure. Do you know? The uh, consumption report that we would be giving them would have the consumption of the old meter at the very actual read, the date of the changeout, and the consumption from the date of the changeout till the final read before the billing. Now, in the future, if people have questions, we now, these meters, now have the capability of going 90 days back to find out if there were certain days, like uh, there's a huge consumption rate on one day, they can say, this is the day, where were you? You know, oh, that's the day I was watering my lawn. So they're very, very accurate and now we have a really good record to go back to. So are we, for me, are we apologizing for this confusion? Like, is that part of the? Yes. Thing? Yes. Not absolutely. just here it is. No, no, it, was, no. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. it was definitely our error yes. um, with the billing dates and the billing periods and not being able to present the entire consumption number. So we're going to take responsibility for that and explain why the numbers appear the way they are, what kind of resource people have. To Essentially, check our math and what we're offering them with consumption report. I guess as long I, I, I follow the logic and certainly the apology and <coughs> what we're getting is, but uh, I, I think the other, it, along with the apology, the other criticism of the old system was the estimates and the high lows. So yeah. I wonder if this is an opportunity to say, uh, please, Mr. Taxpayer, bear with us. Uh, we will get through another cycle and things will be better. Now, I, I don't know what the words are around that, but uh, when we bought this system, there was lots of benefits and we talked about, uh, well, we didn't talk about the pain in the transition, but I wonder if, if it's not possible in the release just, uh, again, ask uh, residents to, uh, uh, to prevail as we get through this thing. Uh, there are some benefits. And, give us another cycle and we'll, we'll be on, on stream. And we are writing a policy that will state they will be read by a certain time in the month, like the Friday closest to the 15th. There will be, if there's an estimate, we're thinking there, there will be reports and we will do our very best not to ever have another estimate because this is one of the benefits of this upgrading the system. Right. So sure, take those highs and lows off. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So on the terms of when we do estimate, what's the algorithm? It seems like whenever ours is read as an estimate, it's always quite high. I've asked that, and it's a formula that hasn't been able to be explained to me. I would think you'd take the last five and estimate it. For, or you know, take an average and then estimate it based on that average. But apparently it's not. And that's never been explained to me. It's some thing that Diamond does. Oh, Diamond, Diamond does it. Yes, Diamond does it. So Mr. Deharia didn't come up with that formula. <laughs> Mr. Who? Deharia. Paresh Deharia. <laughs> no, no, he okay. didn't. Or maybe he set the parameters. I don't know. Yeah. He could have. But I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what that, the um, logic behind it is. It's sort of a change in topic, but still on the complaint line. How are, how is the garbage pickup happening, and how's that going? It's um, 
we've implemented a weekly report where we actually have a conference call with the people. Um, rather than just say that it's not being picked up, uh, administration is going out <coughs> looking at why it's not being picked up. And a lot of it is just the location where somebody's on a corner or something, and it's working very well. The complaints are getting less and less. Did you hear anything about the recycling not being picked up last week? Because my whole cul-de-sac missed recycling last week. It was out all week. I didn't hear that. Okay. And I can go back because the calls don't come to me. Oh, they, they okay. go to them. Oh, okay. okay. So, but I can look into that and get back to you on that. Decision so, on the waiving. Right. So, who wants to make a motion on the on the uh, to allow people to, I guess, spend their money over two months instead of all in one month? Well, I think there's a recommendation, isn't there? Yeah, there's a simple recommendation to waive the, any penalty applied to, or, mm, to the September utility. Yeah. 2015. Okay. <laughs> so the recommendation from administration is that uh, council make a motion that no penalties be applied to the September 2015 utility bills. So who wishes to make that motion? I'll make that motion. Okay, Mr. Burr. Well, you'll be a hero in everybody's eyes. Are you going for re-election? <laughs> All in favor of Mr. Burr's motion. Thank you. So I uh, just I should ask the press, particularly the radio. Uh, so are you uh, are you, are you going to do a story on the water bills or? And did you follow the explanation? And do you want somebody else to? There's a bigger one coming on the website, right? It'll be this with the, basically the So when do you want to talk to him? So I'm wondering, Adam, do you feel comfortable explaining this all? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you seem to have it under your head. So, if, so uh, Brian, if you can talk to Adam, if you're intending to do a story on it. Okay. So, so the next item is uh, Chamber of Commerce request. So the PCR <coughs> District Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors would like to invite us to attend a public town hall meeting on the following dates. On one of, on one of the following dates. Thank God. <laughs> the purpose of the meeting is to inform the Peace River and District Chamber of Commerce membership and in interested residents on topics including but not limited to the following. The need for the town of Peace River to have their own EDO. Uh, 2016 preliminary budget discussion and tax implications. And budgeting for impending transit system. And I suppose given that it'll be well, November 12th, 17th, maybe we'll have worked out some strategy, but if it were to be next week, we'd be just taking input, I guess. So I guess one of the questions is, how do 
people feel about a town hall meeting? Uh, do they feel that all the council should go or um, a group of three or four uh, to answer these questions and make uh, presentations on them? Leave it open to the floor for discussion. Just a note also, Your Worship, I did have a discussion with Shelley Shannon, the um, president of the chamber. Um, she's inviting council to provide agenda items or to have a discussion with them in regards to what the agenda items could be. The three items in the letter were their suggestions, um, but they are open to discussion in regards to other topics. Um, because we might not, as you suggested, Your Worship, be ready to have a transit discussion or even an operational budget discussion by November 12th. <clears throat> so that's also available for your consideration. I, I guess, like, I can see this as one of our public engagement things, but we haven't had yeah. time for that prior discussion, mm -hmm. which I think we need to do. Um, also, I would... Uh, like to know who would be uh, chairing the town hall discussion um, would it be somebody from community futures or that kind of thing or what would be that one Shelley has kind of run this by me as well and the way that I think that she sees it right now is that she would share it uh, but I think they would be open to discussion Another option I spoke with Shelley about was in regards to a potential member of administration and council um, getting together with um, herself and another member of their executive to sit down and pre-discuss the topics, the format, um, have a discussion in regards to the request. I guess from my perspective, Your Worship, I, I like the sound of that. I. I look at these three agenda items, and to be perfectly honest, uh, my response back to the Chamber of Commerce will be these are the scheduled budgetary meetings that we have between, uh, we're going to start setting these dates next week, between now and Christmas, and uh, you're welcome to attend all council budget sessions where we will be talking about the transit system, and uh, we've, the middle one we've actually agreed to already because we've agreed we're only going to collect 10.2 million looking around the table here uh, we we said that that was the target i don't think we well okay let me recast that there was a consensus of head nodding with no formal motion that we've already taken care of number two as far as i'm concerned uh, i guess we could debate that and the ED, the edo question well they're coming before us on october 26th and this is potentially the 12th and the 17th to talk about the same matter. So uh, I look at this list and I really shrug my shoulders. Um, if, if this is the meeting, uh, it's not going to be much of a meeting. I think I think you can provide the answers by inviting the chamber to all meetings. Uh, if we want to proceed down the other path as was suggested by administration, I like the format of Northern Sunrise County meetings. I think that uh, each one of us uh, should be expected to talk about some of our portfolios, about some of the work that we're doing at North Peace Housing and the airport, 
whatever the topic area is, all of us sit on various committees and uh, and and then speak to uh, speak to to where where we are on with respect to our strategic plan. But they're talking about uh, uh, well, I guess 2016. But again, I, I will just go back to the strategic plan. I think that's what we've all agreed to. We haven't necessarily changed it. I think it's getting a lot of green check marks on it. Uh, you know, we can talk about the ski hill. We can talk about reducing administration costs. We can talk about the airport. We can talk about Northeast housing. We can talk about uh, where we're going and economic on. So I, I, I'm not opposed to this idea. I just think um, if this is all they want, if this is all they want, well, the first one will be taken care of on October 26th. But the next one, as far as I'm concerned, we're done with. And if you want to know about budget and the other stuff, the transit, we are going to have, what, six, seven budget meetings between the 1st of November and, and whenever. Um, so, um, so what about this for an approach? Um, so, they, you know, it seems to me it's like the last time it's, hey, we want you to show up for a town hall meeting and it's this date. And it's kind of like, really? Uh, when do we get time to even prepare? And the items that they want to discuss, well, there's a whole bunch of work that needs to go into those items. So why don't we tell them at least come on October 26, make a presentation, uh, give us your you give us your input on on the budget, what you'd like to see in a in a town budget. Um, talk about you can talk about the transit system. You can talk about the EDO. Uh, you can talk about anything you want. I, this is your opportunity to input your ideas on what you want to see in in a, in a town budget in the next for the 2016 financial year. And what we'll do is we'll commit to a town hall meeting in January, February, where we will. Uh, present the budget and our strategic plan, whether it's revised, revamped, or whether it's all got check marks on it. Uh, because what you seem to imply today, Elaine, was I want a chance to sit down and go over the strategic plan and see if we need to revise it, uh, whether we or whether we keep it as is and just focus in on the items and what our plan is to knock those items off that are remaining or added, right? Yes, I think we need to actually sit and review our strategic plan and revise, revamp if necessary, or put the check marks on stuff before we go out and aren't really prepared to talk because about it. We're, we're sitting here waiting for administration to come with a budget. We've, we've said... We have one. <laughs> well, I you haven't you shown have it to it. us, so you as far as, if, no. if, you, if you haven't shown it to us, as far as we're concerned, you don't have one. <laughs> so, so we, we, we need to see, the, see their budget proposal, and uh, what we said to them was, assume that you're not going to get more than whatever it was, the 10.2 million or whatever. Uh, and then we, and if they can't make the 10.2, or 
if we come up with something in a strategic plan that requires more than 10.2, we would we would adjust it. Well, otherwise, like, like if you wanted to hire your own EDO, we may have to increase the amount. Yeah. Heaven forbid. The other uh, item I see acting uh, CAO Tan is making notes uh, in the part of the response back to Peace uh, River Chamber, and not to be off topic, but. As far as I'm concerned, there's no standing IOU from that group to report on the tourism initiative. We talked about, yes. or am I getting a look here? I'm, no, um, no, you're right, absolutely like right. We, that was we a were shy report. on calling this last year, and I'm not shy on calling it this year. Like, where, where's the accounting of this money? Um, they've been foot dragging, at, or maybe we haven't made the request, but um, they want accountability on our budget discussions. Well, you know what? I think maybe the taxpayers on accountability of the $42,000, dollars that you provide to them. So in that response back, uh, if, if appropriate or if possible, I would ask them to come on the 26th and ask them to also speak about uh, the budget, the EDO, and uh, what benefits uh, or what achievements they have in terms of delivering our tourism mandate. But if we met earlier, we could use that as an opportunity. And I look at this, the thing that stands on mine and residents, that so we could have residents come and talk about what they see priorities for the council to consider in our budget deliberations. If we wait until January, February, well, then, then we're done, and we can't incorporate any of those comments. Well, what, what you can do to get the, the individual residents is you can, add, if we go through the budget a bit like we did last year, where, okay, this date we just deal with the fire budget, this date we deal with social services. This uh, this date we deal with um, whatever police or water, wastewater engineering, capital, and we advertise those. If people have an interest in coming in and listening to that and making an input, giving input, uh, we could do it that way. Okay. All right. I just think it's well. I I. Terry wants to say something, but I, I just don't see us having anything November 12th and 17th. It's going to be too short, I think. And that, that could very well be. I think what's happened here is the Chamber has come forward and put some dates out there, said, you know, last time, yes, we blindsided you guys. We called a meeting. You didn't have any input. You got your fur up in a knot, which we did, and justifiably so. So this time they're saying, look, we want to have a meeting. We want to get together with you guys. Here's some topics. These, this or any other topics we want to choose. They've offered us to sit down with them and sort out when and how it goes off, how it's formatted, everything else. I think we take the opportunity to sit down and talk to them. And we can still say, you know, our meetings are open. Be here on the 26th with your presentation. Invite as many people as you want. We'll advertise it as a public meeting that the Chamber is going to present. And come and do it here. But I still think we should discuss the possibility of another public meeting. And we can explain to them. Our budget's not set. How do we know? You know, if there's issues that we want to talk about, that's fine. If you guys want to come to our budget talks, you're welcome. And then when it's kind of all rolled together and everybody has kind of an understanding, then you can go back to the public and say, this is what we've got. So a town hall meeting, January 7th? Sometime, maybe. But I mean, again, I think we just go back, as Tanya said, and get a hold of Shelley and say, you know, we'd like to sit down with you, you know, maybe a couple members of, you know, the administration with a couple of their members and just talk it through. I think that that's kind of what they're trying to say here. That's, you know, the feeling I get from talking to Shelley that they, they want to, they don't want to blindside us again. They just want to 
And so they threw these out there as things that are current right now. They know we're going to have to address the upcoming budget. So that's what they throw there. And I think they're open to, uh, you know, a discussion. Yeah. So, Councillor Sashka, you're prepared to meet with the administration and the chamber to talk about that? And yes. Maybe someone else? Well, that's on October 26th. That's what he said. Is it? Well, no, but I think we should talk to them before that and, and tell them, you know, oh. you guys are welcome to come on the 26th. We certainly are, you know, not not in favor of public meeting, but we have to be prepared and we have to lay it out. Not, not at this time, but we're in favor. We're, we're willing yeah, to do a public meeting. Absolutely, but it's got to be done in, in a way that we're, we're all prepared, we're all ready. We know what we're talking about. The chamber knows what issues they want to address. And we work it out, and we have a, a, a format set up, and we do go with it. It won't ha probably be one of these dates, but so uh, when do you? So you, are you going to take it upon yourself to talk to Shelley Shannon tomorrow then, uh, or, or I the day after? Well, in the next few days, I can. Yes, I suspect I would talk with Shelley so probably, and we'll work out some. We need a motion. I heard just people and do it. Well, we can have a motion. Either go. way. Motion's preferred. Yeah, I'll, motion. I'll put a motion on the table that Councillor Sachuk and Tanya meet with Shelley and whoever the chamber wants to send it. We'll kind of flesh up some of the we just yeah. take around. Okay. That's no, it's that's not that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's motion. That's motion. Where, where they, where they, where they, uh, how about uh, enable uh, Councillor Sawchuk and uh, a, and a member of the administration to discuss with the what's the Shana Shana Shana? Shana? Uh, President President of the Chamber of Commerce uh, an opportunity for for the chamber to to input their budget uh, ideas and expectations um, and also for a preparation uh, of a future and, a, and, a, a, and the possibility of a town hall meeting early in 2016. Well, Chris I don't, I don't think we'll be ready in November, and Christmas time is way too busy. I don't even. I, I don't even think we put a date on. We just say at a at a time that suits both parties. Yeah. Okay. Is that your motion, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. No. No. I trust Councillor Sarchuk to do the job. Where else will do it himself? So, Tanya, are you going to make a few comments here? I think, well, I mean, I guess I basically agree with what's being said. We, I think we need to look at doing it, but it needs to be, the topics need to be relevant, and they need to be a discussion, not... Debate. Yeah, maybe debate's not the right word. It needs to be, there needs to be a dialogue there where there's some back and forth. If we're going to do this, the premise is that we're doing it to garner feedback from people. Right. So, I mean, we want to make sure that when we're doing it, we're not doing it to launch something, but rather to have some input from people who want to participate. So, I think we need to consider that when we're setting our timing and our topics. Agreed. 
Okay, everybody has their has had their say. So all in favor of Rodbury's motion passed. Okay. Um, so now we got a check registry. Of, am I right? So um, we're now at reports, i.e. the check registry for basically five dates. Uh, are there any questions uh, regarding these checks? Take a motion to accept the check registry as presented <coughs> or for information. Councillor Banking? So moved. Okay. All in favor? Uh, this is the section on councillor reports. Um, it is starting to get late, so um, I'll, I'll just go around the table and if there are reports that councillors feel are worth noting, uh, please make them back. So uh, I'll go to the most organized person in the in the group, Deputy Mayor Mazur. I don't know sometimes where he gets these ideas from, but um, this is from what date? How's that for organization? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're the most organized, I guess. <laughs> I went to a retirement seminar last week, so I got my excuses on <laughs> I, I don't really think um, I had uh, much in the way of meetings. Okay. I did notice that the fall cleanup went very well, at least in my individual opinion. Okay. That was my should we jump across the, the carpet to Mr. Needham? To the, the next most organized yeah, person at the table? Exactly. Uh, there's a pregnant pause here as I give, uh, yeah. give thought to the... Uh, uh, Peace River Waste Management Committee? Uh, yes, that was we, last week? Was right. It, was so it we had the October Peace, River, Peace River Waste Management meeting. I think uh, it was normal business. Uh, I think we've agreed that there's a strategic planning session coming up. Uh, I wrote it down on my calendar, the 28th, I think. Uh, so I, I'm just struggling with highlights, and I've, yep. uh, I've lost it. I, nothing significant uh, comes okay. to mind. Uh, Councilor Burr. I think I'll well, the only thing I thought significant is the waste management company is looking at greater. Uh, Opportunities for waste uh, waste minimization, and they're actually looking at possibly hiring someone to, to do some of that kind of stuff. So that's something that obviously, if anything does happen, will affect the impact on the town, and I think ultimately to be our benefit. So. Councillor Mengi, I think the only thing I had to report on since the last meeting was, or actually, I'm just not sure if I reported on this. To be honest was the dinner that we had with Dr. Filet and his family. Um, so we hosted a dinner. Uh, we're working on trying to get the Physician Recruitment and Retention Committee in place, but 
we had a request from um, AHS <coughs> to um, set up a tour for a doctor who was coming into town uh, was I think the last week of September <coughs> so we, we lined up some tours um, Dr. Lungard um, set up some tours of the hospital and some uh, a supper with the physicians and then uh, myself and um, some local business individuals and Tanya um, hosted a supper for him and his family um, the night before he headed out to High Prairie and I thought it went well um, they're looking for a safe community to raise their son in and to practice medicine in um, really it sounded like the only pinch point in them coming uh, is actually related to contract issues with AHS which they were sort of negotiating um, I, up, I emailed uh, my contact at AHS last week or the end of the week before that for an update and haven't heard anything yet so I'm going to try and follow up again if I haven't heard anything yet by the end of the week. So I, I felt like it was positive so mm -hmm. we'll see. Okay, we got a fish on the line. Great. <laughs> so Mr. Ford. Yes, Your Worship, I had uh, one meeting to report on. Uh, myself with uh, Councillor Sawchuk met with the Strategic uh, Planning Committee for the Fire Department, uh, discussed discuss some budget issues um, that will be presented coming up, and hopefully our Strategic Planning Committee is going to meet with our new CEO uh, in the very near future to, to uh, discuss those issues uh, prior to bringing them to Council. Mr. Sawchuk. Uh, the other meeting of note I think that we should comment on was we had a, a, an arena slash recreational facility committee meeting, um, a regional meeting with our uh, committee. Uh, a couple things came out of that. First off, we went into the meeting. Uh, we presented the uh, letter basically uh, uh, stating that we would not be running the Bay Tech Center once we finished the place. That was a request from the previous meeting. And we confirmed that everybody was quite on board with that. Uh, the architect made a presentation where he basically had took the the um, other components that the the regional neighbors had asked us to try and incorporate into the plan, and he uh, made a very uh, good presentation. I think showed what could happen, how it could happen. Uh, lots of discussion around different components, uh, but overall, I think what happened at the end of the meeting was. Everybody pretty much agreed that, okay, so this is what we're looking at as a, as a project. Uh, so we've kind of nailed that part down. Then the next step was, well, what do we do about, uh, how do we go about getting some financing together for that? So uh, they were going to strike a bit of a subcommittee, um, including, and maybe you can help me with this, Tanya. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's in here, but... Uh, um, so the administration from County of Northern Lights Northern Sunrise County and ourselves and also MD of Peace, um, I'm assuming actually probably their CAO would attend this. Um, the finance manager from both the town and Northern Sunrise County will also be in attendance. And the intent is to develop various scenarios and options of how to finance a project overall. Looking at fundraising, potential grants, um, and other various sources of funding and mocking up a number of different fiscal options to take back to the group um, with no decision per se but just multiple options for them to take a look at to see what uh, may work within their different systems. 
so again, once we've got some, some ideas or, or different ways that this thing could be funded, then we would obviously bring those back to our councils for discussion around that and uh, take it from there. So the next meeting uh, proposed date I see is October 26th. And that date will be changing. By the time um, we're finalizing, the architect is finalizing the numbers for us because there was some tweaking around uh, climbing wall. My climbing wall. <laughs> that uh, we needed to finalize some numbers, ensure we're including soft costs, which would um, include all the fixtures, parking, paving. We wanted to make sure we had numbers that were um, all-inclusive of the actual full project scope and not do the, oh, whoops, we forgot XYZ million dollar over here. So we wanted to make sure it was all included in the overall concept. So in saying that, though, this is not a fixed plan by any means. Yes. It's certainly open for input from, I think, probably all the councils are going to have a look at it once we got it together and say that this is what we propose, you know, and this is what we think it's going to cost more or less. These are some options how we think we could possibly pay for this over the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 50 years, however we choose to do it. And uh, and and then we take it from there. But uh, I think at least we're slowly starting to move forward. Um, I think we know more or less what we want in the building now. The next thing is to figure out more or less what it's going to cost us and then more or less how we're going to pay for it. So then we can start attacking everybody for money. So that's pretty much that. Okay. I don't think I have anything to add. You went to the, um, pardon me, Mr. Mayor, you went to the Sisters in Spirit Walk? Oh, yes, as did you. Yeah. Yes, um, that actually was, well, well attended. And I... Somebody complained about the water bill. Access research. Access research. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Sisters uh, Spirit Walk, uh, it was nice that the weather cooperated. And um, mm -hmm. we unveiled a stone in commemoration of uh, murdered Aboriginal women and missing Aboriginal women. And that was um, unveiled by Chief Isaac. Labacan, am I pronouncing that correctly? And um, also the NDP candidate, who is a uh, an Aboriginal himself, Alex Cameron, was there. Uh, but uh, I think that the Native community was very impressed that uh, about that rock and the uh, inscription in it. And uh, Dennis Whitford made a point that uh, no other uh, community, at least in northwestern Alberta, has made that kind of uh, uh, um, commemoration. Um, I'm kind of surprised, though, Tanya. Did, did the interagency committee pick that spot? or So they picked that spot. Yeah, that's my 
I would have liked to have seen a little more in, inside the park. And okay. well, the other thing that's happening is we are adding some landscaping around it. To come oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So some mulch and right flowers and mm -hmm. shrubbery. Right yeah. So I, I think we, uh, with that gesture, I think we uh, we we reached out to the uh, to the Aboriginal community, and I think that uh, they'll feel very welcome. And uh, and I think Chief Isaac was pretty impressed. To the point, I think that we may be able to ask him for financial support for some of our initiatives. <laughs> um, it was nice to see uh, County Northern Lights also um, was there and gave a little speech, as did uh, County Northern Sunrise. No, I think that went way well. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Um, that. Then uh, Sandy's briefing note on neighborhood revitalization project is that <laughs> you want to speak to that? Basically, this uh, briefing note is a reiteration of our mini meeting that was held on Friday, Friday, October 2nd. Yeah, discussion. And uh, I think the letter that you and Adam drafted up to send to the the uh, the homeowners that were directly affected was uh, very well put together. Thank you. Makes me look good. <coughs> <laughs> That's pretty much their job, isn't it? Yeah. No, that was good. Uh, yeah, and I appreciate all the work you guys have done around that. I think you did a good job explaining it. I don't, I don't know if we need to get it any more involved in this briefing note. Uh, you also have an engineering and infrastructure report. Okay. Uh, I had, so Deputy Mayor Mazur asked about the, uh, the garbage slash recycling complaints. They've gone down. Yes. Um, it might be, and this sort of gets along with, I'm wondering if, I'll, I'll put forward some, some suggestions, but I'm wondering, particularly on the water, wastewater stuff, if we can have more definitive numbers. Like, I'd like to know about complaints about water, uh, odor, taste, color, uh, other. That might be worthwhile knowing any environmental notifications that they've had to file. Um, likewise, I'd uh, like to know, and this is more a public works thing, but how many, on a monthly basis, how many, uh, you know, water breaks we're seeing, how many sewage line repairs we have to make, and do that on a monthly basis, and maybe even for that particular month. Uh, maybe give some context to those those breaks. Okay. And uh, we did have some goals in a strategic plan about uh, uh, replacing sewer lines. Um, and uh, well, there was also street sweeping and uh, and. Uh, Snow removal. Snow removal. So, so yeah, snow yeah, and flushing. sewer flushing, right? Yeah. 
So if we could get st stats on a monthly basis for that, just to sh indicate how well we're doing to to meeting those goals, that'd be good. Okay. Um, sort of pushing. So you don't really need maps as long as you know. Um, yeah, if you can say what we've done. Well, the goal was what 12 percent or something like that, or yeah, something like so. That. If you say, well, we did. Uh, in January, we well, I guess in January you wouldn't be doing any, but so April you did uh, five kilometers worth, and in June you did 12 kilometers, and then at the end you could say this is the percentage uh, of compared to the total uh, sewer lines that we have, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. You've been keeping very good records of that. Mr. Mayor, just a comment. I see. Um, Two uh, cases: the um, the dumping of I don't know something into the lift three dumps. <laughs> Anyways, sixty thousand five hundred dollars was realized over the budgeted revenue. And then there's another place here where it says the hydrovac has saved us um, about sixty one thousand dollars. So that's very nice to see, and hopefully, one hundred twenty thousand will remain at the end of the budget year for something else. <laughs> Well, we just put out another invoice for 5000 for hydro flushing, or for uh, dumping at lift 3. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm surprised the fire department didn't ask to access your 60500 for their fire hall repairs. <laughs> <laughs> the roof project is over with. Yeah. Oh, that, uh, that reminds me so on the roof project and so perhaps administration could look into how much is in the airport reserve mm, yeah and really probably what the, the the money we spend on the kitchen that probably should be taken out of the airport reserve and what you used in MSI funding for the roof that you then transferred to the kitchen that should be put back into MSI funding. Um, that Can you was, do that? Um, it was a motion because you, I think. You Why don't you find out how much is yeah. in airport reserves? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, just to reiterate, um, how much is in airport reserve? How much was spent in emergency repairs for the kitchen? Right, because the, that money came out of the roofing money, right? Absolutely, yes. And that is MSI money. I'm not. I, I, I think okay, no. No. The roof money is, that's, no. That's, that's, that's a federal grant. It was also a combination from um, somebody else, another. Northern Sunrise County oh, okay. contribution. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why they went and used the roof money because MSI, it would be too small of, a, of an amount to be qualifying under the MSI. It's uh, about a $65,000 requirement minimum. So we wouldn't be able to use MSI specifically for, so that's why they wouldn't have. Right, yeah. but I think you can see where I'm going. I yeah, yeah. can see where you're yeah. going. So yeah. <laughs> maybe you can sketch in the details. Yeah, I will. Great. Um, uh, so there's another, um, so Peace River Library Board meeting highlights. Uh, anything to highlight there? Uh, who's on that board? Is that you, Deputy Mayor Manager? Nothing to highlight there? 
request for the update on the status of repairs to the slide on the east hill of Highway 2 as well as Highway 744 and 9886. But that's just a request. Uh, Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance Advisory Council update. And I've got a feeling Deputy Mayor Manzer may bring that up on the committee discussion tomorrow. Well, I can bring it up right now because um, they, um, I should say, they, the watershed would like to know if uh, council would like a presentation on um, what that group actually does because we're finding that um, urban uh, municipalities in particular don't seem to realize that there is kind of a watershed out there and uh, what it's supposed to do in terms of planning, etc. So maybe that could come up for tomorrow after people have thought about it. Do we want a presentation from the Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance at Council? So, well, Mr. Burr could probably give that presentation himself. But <laughs> So what do people feel about a presentation from Mighty Peace? <laughs> we probably should. We probably should, though, eh? Can we do it in January after budget? Yeah. Okay, let's. February would be better. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you can just verbally go back yeah. and say uh, early New Year or, well, first, first quarter or maybe second quarter. I don't think we'll make a motion on that, though. Uh, strategic framework for the Peace River Museum Archives and McKenzie Center. So uh, we were given an overview on that. Priority is space. Um, so we'll have to deal with that in the budget. Uh, number seven was events and activities report for September 2015 from the Community Services Department. So, uh, oh, those were actually. The PDFs were flipped there, but. So the pool uh, is oh, uh, existing, but it's there. Colin was sending pictures. Yes, and, and it is the, actually it's early, which is very exciting. The air handling unit has arrived in its entirety, and the electrical work and the tie-ins are being done right now. Um, final tie-in, I'm not 100% certain yet on a final tie-in date, so that's the actual connection to the ducting. And then once that's done, um, then they'll move inside and demolish the old, hair, old air handling unit in the back mechanical. So it's there. And I'm very happy we're putting up a fence because the one side is yeah, not overly um, <coughs> visually appealing. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the fence. And, yeah. Uh, so why would, you know, the, that, that's, those big poles were put in well in advance of the concrete. Mm -hmm. the, the, the units went in, and now somebody came along with a chainsaw and whacked off through it. Is that vandalism or is it by design? No, I believe the contractor, when they were craning the unit in, realized they maybe didn't have the distance for the crane. and. <laughs> So he cut but them off at the ground, so now they're useless. So he'll they're have to redo them. Okay. I've, at his own expense. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, 
Mr. Mayor, I, I would uh, actually like to put forward a motion that the administration take some lovely pictures of the pool and uh, send a, a message out to the municipalities who helped us with that saying thank you and uh, here's what your money got spent on sort of thing. Yeah, should we? Would you would you care to read that motion back? <laughs> no, I didn't get it at all. Sorry. Uh, do you want me to start again? Please. Okay. Here we go, Alicia. Um, uh, could I move the administration send a thank you note with pictures of the pool improvements to um, the three municipalities that helped the town of Peace River with that project? Uh, can we get an update on the hot tub? Um, Is it working? Oh, um, yeah, you should vote on your motion first. Oh, all in favor of Mayor Mazza's motion. Uh, the hot tub is open. It was actually open the day after I think we noted it, it was closed. Um, so it was open on the 2nd or 3rd of October, if I am correct. We lost, when we restarted the uh, filtration system specific to the hot tub, we lost the um, AccuTrol is what it's called. It's the little pump system to <coughs> put the chlorine in chemicals into the water. Uh, it just died on us, um, unbeknownst to us for the first few days that we had it operational, so prior to public accessing it. It is fully operational and, and it's fine. Um, just a note though, we are legislated to required to dump that every two weeks. So the hot tub is closed regularly for a two week period, every two weeks for us to do our backwash. And we uh, attempt to do that within one of our maintenance days, um, but depending on issues, it's not always a, a quick turnaround. So, we do have to close it regularly, and it's a requirement that we're just legislated to follow. It's very, very high needs um, component at the pool. Right. Is it, is it possible you'd put a little sign up saying that, or maybe we, you're already with it? Actually, Adam and I were discussing that, of, you know, um, doing some um, public information around some of the legislative requirements that we have to follow. Um, and why we have to close it and yeah providing just a little more snippet of information to assist with some of that for me just in speaking in regards to community services is there a report or an update on the emergency repairs that happened at the Baytex Energy Center with the electrical equipment and how and why did that happen sure um, but the, in that particular instance, um, poor design of an old facility, unfortunately. It was a water line that broke right over the main, the main electrical panel. Um, new design we conferred with our architect does not have water lines over electrical panels. Um, it, and it was a, a quick fix of the water line, a longer fix of the electrical panel. So we lost all of our power to the building. Um, this happened in the evening on the Thursday evening, um, pretty much at the end of the skating schedule, and was not discovered by the staff person coming in on shift the Friday morning. Unfortunately, um, the nearest part, the nearest breaker, is what we needed for repairs after uh, Kenry Electric came in. 
um, wasn't uh, in Edmonton was the closest part he could they could source for us. Uh, staff met uh, Courier and Slave Lake. We were able to get it on site at about eight o'clock that Friday night. Um, during that period, uh, Kenry Electric and ourselves, our staff, attempted to find a generator that was big enough to get the plant going. You typically have a 16-hour window um, prior to losing the ice completely. Um, we were outside of that window, and in our case, this is where our very lopsided or lopped-ended ice pad really saved us because we have three to half inches of ice on either end and an inch in the middle. That very thick ice at either end stayed solid-ish for longer than a typical ice pad would if it was two inches, an inch and a half, which would be a standard. So, um, the Ryan take credit for that? It sounds like a selling feature if you want to sell it. If you ever gonna, yeah, yeah, I don't think it really is. Um, we were sweating bullets by the end of it. Um, if, if Kenry Electric was able to get the plant started again at about 8.30 that night, 9 o'clock that night, and luckily we were able to save the ice, but otherwise we would have been out for four or five days because we would have lost the ice completely. So it worked out in the end. Um, and we didn't lose our, well, we lost our seal, but it seems to be staying put. Um, once you get, you lose your seal, uh, as you build up the ice, it forms a seal around the boards. Once you lose that, you get air underneath and you can get a, a chunking off of the ice when you get somebody who really puts a heavy stop into the ice, but we seem to be okay. So it turned out all right. So thank goodness to great local um, contractors who really step up whenever these types of things happen. Unfortunately, we were not able to find a generator that was big enough. Um, we got, I got a phone call on that. <laughs> yeah, um, we checked all our sources. Um, there just wasn't anything in the area. So, but it worked out okay in the end. Is that something Jim's working into a future plan? Uh, we would have to put in a generator that would be... Big. Yeah. <laughs> Very huge. big. But um, typically you have a generator backup, not for the ice plant, but for other emergency components in your facility. And we have a, an emergency generator for the lighting, but not the ice plant. Because to have a generator sitting there for a once in 40 year scenario, it's, it's pretty expensive touch to a project. But it's probably four or five times the size of the one you already own. Yeah. Very yeah, big. So just 1,000 kV. So yeah. I just want to touch back on the hot tub, uh, not because I want to flog a dead horse, but uh, when I was going over the Facebook complaints on the water billing, um, yeah. the downtime on that hot tub um, is opening up the town to lampooning and ridicule. Um, so, <laughs> and, uh, and, I, uh, and it, it is a selling feature for the yeah. for the pool, so yeah. if we want to get our customer base up, we should probably put some emphasis on making sure that's A, reliable, and B, if we have to take downtime, take downtime when like on a Monday or a Tuesday when there's less people around. Yes, and we and do already. Yeah, yeah. They they plan their 
the work that needs to be done on it again that we're legislatively yeah, and, required to and, and provide, provide the rationale that it's going yeah. down because we want to protect their health not, uh, yeah. not because we want to inconvenience them correct okay. uh, so Ms. Bell are there any notices of motion uh, none that we're aware of so let's go to key communication items. Brian, this is your time to shine. Yeah, I got all myself today. <laughs> okay, so, so I got a couple of interviews already the, uh, with the new CAO there. We start for six days and I interviewed the uh, air show people. And then another story I see on the uh, museum archives and the company center, five years Okay, so you talked to those guys already, or you're going to talk no, to those guys? And uh, you, you should consider calling Needham, one of those Northeast housing guys, too. So if you want to chat with him, that's good. And, uh, if you want to do any stuff in the water, Billy, uh, I think Adam's probably the guy that can explain it the best. He's being immersed in it. Right. Immersed is a good word. It is good word. What other help can we give you to make those stories happen? Like what, what resources do you need to to help you uh, put those stories out? Resources. <coughs> yeah. Community yeah, services. The other presentation. The three on the Derek oh, Baker's Derek presentation. Becker. Yeah, Becker. 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 Yeah. Derek, you said. Yeah. Well, maybe you should give him Derek Becker's phone number. And you'll Derek's have to. Yeah, Brian, you'll have to call me about oh. that one, and I'll yeah. confer with Derek whether he's willing to provide you with his phone number. Oh, okay. Northeast, I think I call cool. Call in, okay. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So, Adam, is there anything that Brian's missed that you think is worth the worthy, uh, oh, the highlight? Yeah, one other. Oh. The yeah, the billing thing. So, talk to Adam. Um, I'm just going to highlight the museum's five year plan. Uh, already posted stuff with the CA. CAO contract amendments um, that include that many highlight package. The water billing information um, and the small business week sponsorship to, to highlight the town's efforts for small business and economic development. And you have a news release on the CAO? Uh, it's already out there. I've okay. sent it to the media, posted it on our website. So Joanne's going to uh, chat with me. She might want some verbal quotes, uh, so feel free to find if you want to get some quotes from me on the CAO. Yeah. So you know my work phone number? I have it written down somewhere. Okay. Mr. Mayor, um, I've had a couple of people lately ask me um, exactly what is happening on the West Hill. So I'm wondering, is it on the town website about the... Yeah, it, it is actually. 
Go ahead. Municipal projects. There's a Maybe maybe you could do a little highlight thing just to gain to. I've been waiting essentially for another major change in the project. Mm -hmm. um, the first major step was that the project is underway, and we posted that as soon as they started taking huge chunks of dirt off the hill. Um, so I've just been waiting for another major update from Sandy. She usually sends it once a week, so probably it's probably Monday I would say Has Joanne done a story on that? No. no. I'm just wondering if Ms. Macquarie, we could put a bug in her ear to, because I, out of all the projects that are happened in, uh, that have happened in the town of Peace River since I've been on council, which is going on six interminable years, <laughs> that, that is, I've never had as many questions on a project as I have on that one. Part of it is because of the visibility. Yeah. Not our biggest project this year. The water building one would actually be the, right. the biggest engineering one. Uh, but it's just because I have so many people drive by every day and they're taking a hillside. So it's, it's a good news story. Yeah. yeah. Quality infrastructure going in. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, like I said, it's just the way for sort of a closer to the end site kind of okay. update to be able to put in uh, so we can say when it's going to be dealt with some certain. So you've said that part of the website gets quite a few hits. Would you be able to tell us? That's your most popular web page, right? The municipal projects? Oh, no, no. The most popular web page is the pool. Oh, just it finding what the time is? It's to reassert its dominance. <laughs> 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 well, when the new site went live, we had all new page stats. Everything went back to zero. And within a week, the pool was ahead by like 20%. And the pool wasn't even open at the time the website launched. It was just a big banner saying, close, check back later, basically. <laughs> so people kept checking? Yeah. Every day, apparently. Municipal <laughs> <laughs> project pages are well visited. I'm currently trying to figure out a way to make... They fall into a strange gray area where they're static pages because they don't get updated very often, but they do get updated more than, say, Council's procedural bylaws. I'm sure, I'm sure that's a riveting. <laughs> so working on a way to sort of make it so it's a little bit more prominent. What I started doing is when there are big updates, I post them in our news section because that gets delivered through um, the RSS feeds. Anybody who's, who watches our sites for notifications would be notified that there's been an update. Oh, okay. It makes it more prominent. I know some news agencies in the area have our RSS feed in there. I'm not sure all of them, but... Oh, okay. Okay, uh, any notices of motion, Ms. Bell? Oh, did I ask that already? Short-term memory disorder. Um, that will actually take us to in-camera, so we'll take a three-minute recess so Brian can gather up his papers and, uh, and uh, go out the door. Um, and I wouldn't mind if Adam stays for some of the uh, for the non-personnel issues. Can I go already? Uh, if Tanya doesn't need you. Yeah, I can. I can write one.